lot of pride in the program. The ability's there. Each play matters. The goal's 15-0 here, knowing that we're going to be the most physical players on the football field. A lot of great coaches, a lot of great fan bases, a lot of great schools. Where Upper Cumberland legends are born and raised. They're doing things the right way on and off the field. Where traditions are passed down. They're doing it because they love the guy next to them. Where every Friday night, it's a race of champions. Expect to win. When you look at our team, you see a bunch of kids that play hard. It just boils down to the commitment to excellence that we have every day. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. From Billy C. Rogers Stadium on the campus of Upperman High School, it's Bees Football, presented by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight, the 5-4 DeKalb Tigers visit the 9-0 Upperman Bees. Good evening, I'm Devin Hope here with my partner, Coach Wes Shanks. And Coach, an undefeated season is on the line for the Upperman Bees. Uh, what do you expect their offensive tempo to be in this game? Well, that's exactly what it is. This is the last regular season game for both these teams. Uh, it is a region matchup, which, how the standings fit right now, doesn't mean anything as far as the seeding goes. Upperman, who is undefeated in the region, is going to be the number one seed. DeKalb County, with that massive win versus White County last week, has solidified that four seed. So there is going to be no adjustment to the seedings because you're Macon County and your, uh, excuse me, Macon County versus Stone Memorial game is going to decide that two to three spot. So it's going to be who can be motivated in this uh, highly unmotivated type game because there's really nothing on the line except for Upperman who's going for that undefeated season. But you're going to know that any kind of motivation, Adam Kane is going to have his team ready to go. But we also saw last week where Coach Steve Trapp with these DeKalb County Tigers highly motivated. They're getting healthier. They're getting more physical. And with Malachi Trapp have a potential high-caliber offense that might give some sort of uh, trouble to this upperman defense. And, you know, you got a couple other keys. Uh, can that DeKalb County offense consistently run the ball versus this a tremendous, one of the best, if not the best, defense in the state? Now, the last, you know, you know, we talked about DeKalb County there on their offense, uh, getting, you know, Briz Trap and Malachi Trap on the move. This UHS defense is just highly talented. They've got guys all over the place. They tend to get out to a highly, highly <laughs> aggressive and high-scoring offense in that first half. Can they continue to score 24, 30 points in the first half like they've been doing against the rest of this region? It's going to be fascinating to see. It will be fascinating indeed. Tonight, it's DeCab and Upperman. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. 
A proven machine to reduce your mowing time? Count me in. A new Exmark mower costs a whole lot less right now at Gentry's Power Equipment. Spending less money? I'm in. Right now at Gentry's, get your mower with 0% for 48 months. Get a $1,000 instant rebate on the LZE mower. Get $300 on the Quest. Better get moving to Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road in Cookville. See for yourself why the landscape pros trust Exmark mowers 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. Practice here, game day there, you never have any time. So stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice-cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson, across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. I mean, definitely. Uh, I mean, you know how I'm going to answer that, and that's you know focus on you know what we need to do to you know be the best football team that we can be. You know, each and every week. Uh, you know, it's a big football game. You know, we you know it's about playing competitive football. I think we've done that each and every week, uh, but we do need to put a full football game together. Uh, we understand the challenge that's in front of us, and uh, you know, a good football team that we'll be facing, but. Uh, you know, even like we told the guys last week, you know, they, they were, there was something different about them. And again, there was a lot of stuff at stake. But, you know, as their head coach, I told them, I said, that's the mindset that we should have every time we put a football helmet on. And, you know, that's really what we're talking about this week. It's certainly not as if beating Upperman would send you skyrocketing him to the one seed. Upperman has all but locked it up. <laughs> but what would it mean to you and your team, you think, to go on the road and put that one in their loss column at the end of the regular season? Well, I mean, it, it would mean a whole lot. And, you know, it, not because it's Upperman, but like I just said, it's another opportunity. It's another Friday night for us to be out on a football field and, you know, I would like to think that we have a standard of how we want to perform. Uh, you know, we talk to them all the time about SOP, standard of performance. And, uh, you know, like I said, they're, they're undefeated. They're a great football team. Like I said, the playoff scenario is locked up for both of us. Um, but like I said, it's more about the opportunity to go play and perform and then impact every person that is there. Um, and it would be... It would be very emotional and, and feel very good and, uh, you know, to ride a wave into the playoffs. Well, Upperman's defense has been the talk all season for the Bees. The offense last week, though, showed just how potent they're capable of being against a, a talented Stone Memorial team. How do you slow down an offense that seems to be turning a corner, getting hot here at the right time? I mean, the first thing, you just can't give extra opportunities to their offense with – 
you know, with turnovers and things like that. And that was a part of what that game was about. But, you know, a lot of credit to them. They, uh, you know, they were very explosive last week. And uh, they always, always hang their head on that defense. But, uh, you know, they've got a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball that can hurt you. So, uh, you know, again, it's about the preparation that we put in. It's about our guys being locked in and, uh, you know, being able to do what we're asking them to do and understanding they're going to have to do it you know, every single play to the utmost of their ability. And, uh, you know, that's what we want to get to. And uh, it's, it's, I hate to say it, but the truth is I still don't think we have played a four-quarter football game yet. You know, and it's something that, uh, you know, we would like to see heading into the playoffs. Chris Crossing, UC Sports Nation. Covering the frontier of games across the region. UC Sports Nation tonight. Powered by Frontier Chevrolet. Find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. Highway 111, just outside Livingston. I'm Jake Wallman. York attempts to have just their third undefeated regular season in school history tonight. Dragons head coach Derwin Wright says despite all that, they still have not played their best game. Well, I agree. I, I agree with what you just said. I told our kids that I don't think we played the perfect game yet. And no we're close. We, uh, we've left a lot of a lot of open receivers out there, and we've made, we've made some bad decisions. Uh, York is on the road at Polk County, who sits at 4-5, and five, but 2-2 two and two in the region, and vying for a playoff spot. Cookville will be trying to end the year on a five-game winning streak on the road at Wilson Central. It is a win-in-your-end situation for the Cavs, and that is the message head coach Taylor Hennigan is sending. Yeah, I mean, obviously the seeding is the most important. Um, you know, whether we or two or three or four or whatever, we've got to make sure that we're in. You know, we win, we're in. So we treated last week as a playoff game. We're doing that this week. Wilson Central broke a five-game losing streak last week with a win over Warren County 20-12. to Clay County limps into the final week of the year after a blowout 42-14 to loss at Trousdale County last week. They go on the road for a third straight game, taking on Gordonsville. Head coach Bruce Lamb was proud of his team bouncing back this week without him having to light a fire under them. You know, it's it's good to see that these guys uh, put this on their shoulders and, and put that little chip on their shoulder, like I, do, I guess you could say, and, and uh, say, hey, we're going to get this done. And, um, you know, it, it's great as a coach to see that, to see these kids mature and, and, and grow up and, and, and do things like that. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about what, you know, what we can see, what we can do and how we come back. Gordonsville is also 2-0 in region play, so this will be a battle for the one seed. Playoff berth is on the line for Monterey tonight as they go on the road to visit Smith County. Head coach Scott Hughes praised the Owls. Smith County, when you look at them, my goodness, they're just ultra-athletic on the perimeter. You know, they're they're just big physical bodies at, at every position. You know, when you look at their offensive line, they're, they're massive, but... They also move so well. I mean, you know, they're tight ends and, and they're linebackers, which, you know, are playing kind of same. They're all 6'2", 215, 220, 230. And you look at the guys that are in the backfield, they're, they're big 215 guys. And, you know, the quarterback's a freshman, but he plays like he's a senior. And Smith County attempts to post an undefeated region record. They are also 7-2 and two overall. White County may be eliminated from playoff contention with a loss to the Cab last week, but they have a lot to play for on the road this week at Livingston Academy. Former L.A. State champion and now White County head coach Curtis Beatty discussed returning to his alma mater. 
I could sit here and, and lie to you and tell you it's another football game, but it's not. Tell my life, it's pretty neat this time because of the way they've done the remodel. I actually get to stand on what was considered the home sideline when I was playing. Livingston attempts to achieve their second two-game winning streak this season and win two or more region games for the first time since 2020. The Pioneers certainly could argue that they have the toughest game in the final week on the road at Father Ryan. Warren County head coach Matt Turner believes this is a Father Ryan team that is a lot better than their record. Uh, not be defeated before we get off the bus, you know, just because we're playing a, uh, uh, you know, a, a top-tier type program, uh, you know, Father Ryan. And, and, of course, obviously that record doesn't reflect how good they are. Father Ryan started 3-0 and but now is on a six-game losing streak to teams with a combined record of 39-18, and 31-12 and the combined record of the last four teams that they have faced. Stone Memorial will finish off the toughest three-game stretch of any team maybe in the state tonight as they play at Macon County. They were at York and Upperman two of the three weeks prior. Pickett County will go on the road still looking for win number two on the year. They are at Grundy County. Cumberland County hopes that they can get a win over a struggling Sequoia team at home in Crossville. Jackson County, after a 49-0 loss last week to Monterey in Gainesboro, leaves the comfort of their own home to take on East Robertson this week, still looking for their first region win of the year. Scores throughout the night and a full wrap-up tomorrow morning at 9 a.m., the high school playbook on Rock 93.7. For Around UC Sports Nation tonight, I'm Jake Wallman. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Hi, this is Marvin Long, your local Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. Fall is here, and while football is on everyone's mind, it's also the perfect time to discuss how Twin Lakes Fiber Internet can make a touchdown for your business. With broadband speeds up to 10 gig, you'll receive priority service, local tech support, and performance quality that can't be beat. It's a game changer that'll boost your team's efficiency and guarantee your customers an unbeatable experience. Call us today at 476-2151 or visit TwinLakes.net to explore the winning plays we've got in store for you. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Who has time for a turnover when the toilets are overflowing? Call AL Plumbing and get the job done right. The owner shows up at every call. That's commitment to doing the job right. Put the number in your phone. 319-6395. The plumber who does it right and knows his stuff. 319-6395. Call for emergencies. Call for modeling and renovations. Call for new construction. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. What's in your your heart. Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? Best. 
feel like your team is at their best, still gives you some issues, still plays you really tough, really tight. What do the Tigers do that seems to give you guys some issues, and what are some things you've got to do on Friday night to counter some of those really great athletes? Yeah, well, I, I think that's uh, first and foremost, you know, what you got to realize when you play them is they, they got really good players. And, um, you know, usually big and strong and guys that can run. And, uh, you know, those are the kind of kind of teams that, that we, you know, that give us issues. And so, you know, couple that with the fact that defensively they got a really good plan. Um, you know, they get their they get their two safeties involved in the run game and, and uh kinda outnumber you no matter what your formation is. Uh, and, and so that's kinda what we've been noticing. Um, you know, you, you can block something up what you think you got blocked up pretty well and they've got an extra free hat, you know, to make the play. And another thing that really At Tier 1 Urgent Care, performance and efficiency drive our practice. If you have joint pain, back pain, or have sustained a sprain or fracture, come see Tier 1 Urgent Care. Skip the ER and see Dr. Derek Worley. Fellowship trained, board certified in sports medicine. Tier 1 Urgent Care, 335 West Spring Street. Walk in Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 to noon. Performance and efficiency to serve the needs of our growing community. Tier 1 Urgent Care. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston. Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. Getting set for kickoff around New Seas Sports Nation. It's the final week of the regular season and several teams have a lot to play for. York and Upperman will attempt to complete undefeated seasons for Upperman. DeKalb tries to play spoiler. Cookville on the road plays in a win and you're in game. Also looking to maintain a six-plus game winning streak. Monterey will try to keep their playoff hopes alive at Smith County while Stone attempts to stop a two-game skid at Macon. As we continue from Billy C. Rogers Stadium, time for Coach Wes Shanks to tell us what will power an Upperman win tonight, presented by Upper Cumberland Electric Membership Corporation. Coach? Well, look, you, offense goes through uh, Bronston Chaffin, the sophomore standout. Uh, can he get the ball on the outside, up the middle? Uh, it's, it's He's the facilitator to this high-powered offense. Uh, Jackson Rollins coming off injury from last year is back in stride. He's a dynamic player. You've got Carmine Phillips, who's on the defensive side and offensive side. He's more of your second and third tier running back uh, that can break plays from any kind of distance. Uh, Jaleric Combe, also that second and third type running back. But your standout player of the year so far for your upperman is starting tailback Ethan Polk. Give him the ball in the first quarter. Don't give it to anybody else. Run straight down their throat. And that's what they've been doing all season long. Then Bronston's Chaffin's job becomes a whole lot easier because then DeKalb has to put nine, ten guys into the box, which opens up those aforementioned players that Upperman has. And so Adam Kane has a versatile offense. Uh, they're going to go run first right through their mouth and see what opens up. That's going to be a very tall challenge 
for the DeKalb County Tigers. It's the UCEMC Keys to the Game. Visit UCEMC.com and find out how your extra change can support UCEMC CARES and community organizations across the Upper Cumberland. Tonight's game day forecast calls for a picture-perfect evening here in Baxter, Tennessee. Just before kickoff, temperature stands at 70 degrees, and the winds tonight will only be about 2 to 3 miles per hour. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Reminding you to call before you dig. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Stand by. Kickoff is next. Late night practices. Burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice. Memorizing all those index cards and drills. Then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. The most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. W284DR Cookville. WKXDHD3 Monterey. Sports Radio 7 Hoke here with my partner, Coach Wes Shanks, here on Sports Radio 104.7. We're here in Baxter, Tennessee, to see the undefeated 9-0 Upperman Bees as they're hosting the 5-4 DeKalb County Tigers, the region champion Upperman Bees, Coach, as they're getting ready here on senior nights. Yeah, I mean, we saw the DeKalb County team last night at White County in you know, excuse me, last week, White County, and they impressed us. You know, they came in, they solidified their number four seating, moving on to the playoffs. But this is not White County. This is your region champion in Class 4A, Region 4, and the Cab County is going to take have to take that momentum and bring it on the home turf here in Baxter with a tremendous crowd on senior night, and let's see what they can do with it because upper men tends to get off the hot starts. I mean, they blew Stone Memorial out the water last week, which was for the number one seed. So they've also got some momentum, even though this game has no effect on the outcome or the playoffs. It's about pride. Upperman's trying to keep that undefeated season. You know, you got the Cab Cannon trying to build that momentum for their playoffs. But it's going to be a, a fun, dynamic game. Both teams were very impressive, as you said last week, Coach. You know, like, obviously we saw DeKalb go on the road to play White County, and we saw them shut out the White County Warriors in the second half. Even with their superstar quarterback, Trip Pinion, they couldn't get anything going in the second half. So that defense was really impressive. Upperman, 
you and I have seen them multiple times. I've seen them multiple times throughout this season, and their defense has really impressed me too. Are you thinking this might be more of a, a defensive game throughout this contest? Well, again, you look at last week with DeKalb County, and the great thing about DeKalb County and Coach Steve Trapp's bunch, they're getting healthy, and, and so they were more physical than White County. This Upperman Bees team is probably the most physical team in the state, so it's going to be on a different level as far as physicality, and, and we're going to have to see what DeKalb County has in the tank. You know, can they do it for one quarter? If they can do it for one, let's see if they can do it for a half. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they have enough for four quarters, but it's going to be you know fun to see uh, where we stand here after the first half. Last week when we covered DeKalb, they definitely had more of a running game with Malachi Trapp. I mean, he was a superstar, practically unstoppable against White County. But typically they've supposedly been more of a passing game with Briz Trapp. Which, which way do you think they're going tonight against this tough Upperman defense? Well, they're going to have to go with Malachi Trapp first. I mean, the guy had 200-plus rushing yards, four touchdowns, was a dynamic superstar, standout, all-star of the week in Region 4. Uh, it, but, again, they're going to go against guys like Cam Bush, senior from Upperman. You're going to go against uh, Branson Turnbow. You're going to go against uh, Bronson Chaffin, Jackson Rollins, Walter Kane, Ethan Pauk, uh, Carmine Phillips. Those guys are all very good and very fast, very athletic, very strong and physical. And so let's see how much physical physicality they can bring to the table. And they're going for it. They're going for an undefeated season right now. And as you probably hear over the radio right now, the crowd is going crazy. There's fireworks going off. This is an insane environment here and a picture-perfect Baxter, Tennessee. But they're going for an undefeated season. I wanted to ask if you knew how many undefeated seasons Upperman has had. I, I saw that they might have had one in 2018. Um, well, I'd have to look back at the records on as far as regular seasons go. They did have one with an Austin York-led team. He set a lot of state records uh, with a Coach Ben Heron. I think it was 2013, made it to the semifinals before. They've also made it to the semifinals in 1997. Uh, Coach Kane in the last five years have had some very good teams, uh, one to two losses. They've been to the semifinals, if I'm not mistaken, three times. They have been unable to get over that hump, but they've been knocking on the door for the last – Half a, half a decade here. So let's go see if Coach Kane's bunch, who seems very and highly motivated, can take that next level moving in to the playoffs. And it appears that the Upperman Bees are going to receive the opening kickoff here. They're wearing their black jerseys, and DeKalb County is wearing the white jerseys. And would you say that this is Kane's best season yet? I think so. I mean, in years past, he's had two or three star standout All-State type athletes. This year, he has seven or eight. And so it's going to be a, a, it's easier to coach when you have the athletes. And let's see how he does it. And the kick is underway. And Upperman fumbles the football on the 10-yard line. Here they go. And they, and they are running and. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry, it's a. Uh... Sorry about that. Yeah, and so, and so Upperman has the ball. Sorry, there's some confusion with the papers there. Upperman has the ball. They, they fumble it there at around their 10, but they do recover. So don't, don't worry, fans, back at home. Uh, they did recover that football. And they look like they're about to start and around their own 15-yard line. 
You had a Jackson Rollins kind of go a little nonchalant right there. Uh, no, fumbled it. Still physical enough to get on the ball. They're going to start roughly about the 15. And here's your upper mid offense. This offense can be physical. They can be strong. And they hand it off to, no, they, no, it's actually Chaffin's going to keep it. Chaffin with a nice juke move as he gets around the edge and is able to pick up a few yards. Nice fake out from Bronson Chaffin. I thought for sure he handed it off, but instead he keeps it, goes to the far side, and picks up about uh, five yards. Yeah, and that's what's, you know, he has the capability because we all thought, hey, let's go hand it off to Ethan Paul. I mean, number one running back up for Mr. Uh, I mean, should be in consideration for Mr. Football as good of a season he's having. But Bronson Chaffin, maybe a quarterback keeper right there, spreads out the defense for a later Polk run. They're trying to keep this Tigers defense, which has been very impressive, on their toes. Now Chaffin back there again. He drops back to pass this time. Looking, he throws down the middle. He's got his guy. Oh, but he just throws it a bit too far. He had his guy, number 10, Branson Turnbow, but just pushed it a little bit too far there, Coach, down the middle. And they've done that all year. You know, uh, Branson Turnbow, multi-star athlete, was on the state champion baseball team his freshman year, currently on the uh, basketball team as well, on football. So just a standout athlete, loves to throw it over the top to the number 10 there. Uh, just a little too much out in front of that post pattern. But, you know, Chaffin's looking at he's had uh, 109 attempts this year and completed 65 passes. So his QB rating is just shy of 97 uh, with eight touchdowns and only four interceptions. So not a bad round to go. Very impressive with the low turnovers. Now he rolls out. He's going to throw short, and that is a good tackle by number 22. Hits number four, Cam Bush, right away. Wow, that was a nice tackle by Trace Hamilton. He hits him immediately, and, and that's going to be a – and that's going to be a, uh, but that's still going to be a first down for the bees. Yeah, I mean, like you said, quarterback gets it, rolls out to his right on the move, makes that pass. You know, Bronson Chaffin is a tremendous athlete. Passes like that just show how dynamic he is. That was close too. I mean, I, for a second, I was about to say that they didn't get it, but. He, he had enough. He definitely had enough. So it's first and 10 on the 25-yard line. They got used three plays to get 10 yards. And there's opening quarter, 10 minutes and 15 seconds to go as they snap the ball. Now he throws it down a little wide receiver screen, and he's got some space. He got it out to number six, and that's almost another first down. Incredible run from Carmine Phillips. Yeah, a little, little float pass right there. Like you said, receiver screen. Uh, running back, got enough time to get out there to uh, put a couple blocks on. Carmine Phillips right away from him for another first down. It is a first and 10 on the 36-yard line with 10 minutes remaining in the first quarter. This has been an impressive, somewhat impressive start for Upperman. They've used four plays, got two first downs. Bronson Chaffin, he's been sharp so far. Now he's got a receiver lined up to the near side one-on-one. -on -one. He's got his running backs right next to him. Now they bring number 13 in motion. They're going to hand off up the middle. There's tons of space. Is that Ethan Polk? I believe it is. He goes right up Polk the middle up and the picks middle. up a very solid gain. Yeah, you know it's Ethan Polk because the guy goes through the hole and then tries to hit the entire defense in the face mask right there. Puts his nose down. Is a guy that loves contact more than anybody in high school football. Tries to run over everybody. I mean, he's leading the team in rushing with uh, – Averaging 112 yards a game, 
143 carries for 1,014 yards. So definitely their number one uh, running back on the season. We've got a full moon out tonight. Definitely feeling the Halloween vibes right now. They bring number six Phillips in motion, but Chaffin's going to keep it. Quarterback keeper, he's got the edge. He's taken down just shy of the first down marker. That was a good tackle. It's going to set up a third and short. We've talked about that. That's a highly anticipated play that, you know, all these high school coaches throughout the state, especially in the midst they're using that RPO, that read pass option. And so the quarterback tries to hand it off, reads that defensive end. If he crashes inwardly, he keeps it himself and bounces outside just like Bronston did right there. Gets about six, seven yards. Now that makes it a short and very short yard to game. Third and one. Ball on the 45-yard line. This is Upperman's opening drive on senior night, going for an undefeated season. It's in turn bow in motion, but the handoff to Polk right up the middle, and he's got it. He's dragging defenders. Oh, my goodness, he drags defenders past midfield, and he finally gets taken down in the Cab territory. I mean, you like to think, hey, you know, it's third and one right here. Let's get a little more dynamic on offense. It's really not that difficult if you're Coach Adam Kane. Give it to number 21. Let that offensive line that is very big and physical push him and let him get some extra yards after the uh, first contact. Incredible running from Polk. It's now ball on the 47-yard line, under nine minutes to go in the first quarter. With a new set of downs, first and ten for the Upperman Bees. This is their opening drive. Now we'll see what the Bees do on offense this time. Chaffin, he's going to keep it. He drops back. He's looking downfield. And he throws it to number four on a wheel route, but it's way out of bounds. Looked like he was maybe just throwing that pass away. Yeah, good read. You know, he's looking for that quick out to Cam Bush, who I believe leads the team in receptions this year. Uh, you know, they made eye contact. Bronson Chavez said go. He threw it over, just didn't have enough room on the sideline to uh, make that grab. It looked like Chaffin, after he threw that ball, Coach Kane was giving him some coaching after that, setting up a second and ten. Ball on the 47-yard line, eight minutes and 31 seconds to go in the first quarter. Yeah, Cam Bush, I mean, he's got 16 receptions for 202 yards this year, averaging 22 yards a game, got a long to 45 and two touchdowns. So look for Bronson to look at look for him frequently this game. DeCab shifting on the line. They snap it to Chaffin. He gets it to Polk, and that's going to be a minimal gain. Looks like he maybe just gets back just to the line of scrimmage, and, yes, that is where they're going to mark it. So it's going to be a third and ten now. Some adversity for Upperman on this play. We're about to see uh, what they're made of. You know, balls at midfield. The Cat County's done a great job of putting them in a tough position here. You know, they got two first downs, like you mentioned earlier. Put them in a third and very long. So let's uh, – this becomes a very uh, more difficult offensive play call from Coach Adam Kane. You want to kind of go up the middle, a more conservative pass play. You want to break it out to maybe a Branson Turnbow, Cam Bush type pass play. Let's see. Let's see. They've got three receivers to the near side, one to the far side. And Chaffin rolls out. He's looking to the near side. He throws it. He's got Bush, and he overshoots him. Oh, my goodness. Cam Bush was open for a moment. The pass was a bit high. Bush jumped up and just couldn't quite snag it. So it's a fourth and ten on the 47-yard line with 739 remaining in the first quarter. Yeah, there's some miscommunication there. Bronston, who's on the run, on the move again, looking to go, you know, deep ball, that go route. Cam Bush was ten yards downfield, kind of settled into that zone area, was there. Uh, Bronston held, held on to the ball just a little bit too long. And by the time he had to rush that throw, put too much onto it, 
through it almost in the stands here. So now that brings up fourth down in the first punt of the game. Upperman about to punt it away. DeCab has a player down near the 10. High punt, fair catch signal, and the ball bounces and it rolls down around the five yard line. So there's a fair catch signal. However, the ball bounced right in front of him and it's been down at the six. So that was a rough, unfortunate thing for DeCab. Yeah, definitely a mistake right there by DeKalb County uh, return man. He was getting a little nervous. There's three guys of upper men sitting there waiting for him, so he decided to try to do that fair catch, got out of the way to not have a fumble, a miss, a miss catch right there, and that cost him about 10 yards, and now they're inside the five, or excuse me, inside the eight-yard line. Ball is down at the seven, and the crowd is getting loud here. The band is going, and we've got DeKalb's opening series about to get underway. 7.28 remaining in the first. Trap has it. He's going to throw out to Malachi Trap on a swing play. Oh, he's running. He's got room down the far side, and he gets taken down at the 15-yard line. So very good gain for Malachi Trap right away on a short pass play. He's going to set up a second and short. Yeah, there you go. I mean, first guy, we kind of thought, you know, Coach K will get it to Ethan Paltz for first series, uh, first touch. But there's no doubt about Coach Steve Trap who he's going to give that ball to first touch. It's going to be Malachi Trap. Uh, I expect to see that often this game. So now it's second and two. Ball on their own 15-yard line gives the offense some breathing room now. Riz Trap has the ball, fakes the pass. He's going to throw it out short to number 11, who makes a cut, but he's taken down after a very minimal gain. He got it up to Ty Webb, but there just wasn't a whole lot of space there. No, good play call. Guy was open. Ball's a little high behind him. Had to make an adjustment. Uh, that leaves him about two or three yards shy of the first down. A little bit better pass. He may be able to turn that thing upfield for DeKalb Kenny's first down. That's a great point, Coach. That pass was a bit off. The receiver really had to adjust to make it. Now it's a third and two on their own 15-yard line, so a stop here could be huge for the Upperman Bees to get the ball back in good field position. Bridge Trap gets the ball. He's going to keep it himself, looking for space, and there's nothing there. The Upperman Bees swarm him, and he's taken down to the backfield. Here you go. You know, I kind of thought it was going to be a hard-nosed fourth matchup. Two defenses, two fourth, two fourth downs from each team right here. This is turning into one of those, hey, I'm going to try to run it down, you know, up through the gaps. You're going to try to do the same. Who can stop the offenses? Kind of thought they would have got the ball more to Malachi there. But if you remember, Upperman stopped White County by keying on uh, Trip Pinion, and they're probably doing the same thing with Malachi Trap. And so now the cab has to, oh, my goodness, Upperman almost went offside, but he got back in time. And this punch is almost blocked, and they just get it away. It bounces around the 40, takes another bounce, gets past the 50, and it rolls all the way down close to Upperman's 45-yard line where the Bees will go back on offense for their second drive. Yeah, that was Jackson Rollins on the, the near side here at Upperman High School, Baxter Field. And it was, uh, it was pretty close. There was no man putting any kind of hands on him. And the punter just got it off. Ball again hits the ground. Upperman return man decides to let it roll. Uh, they get another 10 to 12 yards on that roll. And not a bad field position right here for Upperman High School. This is a huge win for Upperman because where they punted it, they were on their own 47 and they're right back on their own 46 again. So it was almost like them getting stopped on defense almost didn't even happen. They that, did not flip the field. You hear that term a lot, but they were unsuccessful at it. 
And so now Chaffin's going to throw it, and he's got his guy for a medium gain there. He gets crunched there. He hits Brinson Turnbow for a gain of about six or seven yards. Yeah, Turnbow, you know, we talked about Cam Bush earlier, but Bronson Turnbow is, or excuse me, Branson Turnbow has 15 receptions, so he's second on the team, averaging 36 yards per game. He's got five touchdowns through the air, which does lead the team. So, again, Bronson Chaffin has available options other than your star running back, Ethan Paul. That's what, and that's why this team is ranked number two in the state. That's what makes them so dynamic. And now it's a second and four. Four and a half minutes remaining in the first quarter. Ball on the 48-yard line. They send Carmine Phillips in motion, and there is a flag, so this time it looks like Upperman moved. And, yes, it is a false start on the Upperman Bees, so that will back them up to make it second and nine. Yeah, a little mental mistake right there. That's unfortunate. You're short, like you said, second and medium. Uh, very doable. That's a run play. If you don't, if you get three or four yards, hey, you're short, uh, third and short. Uh, now it makes you kind of dig into that playbook a little bit more. What are you trying to do here if you're Coach Kane? Are you trying to get five yards? Are you trying to just, you know, see if they got an available uh, gap open up the middle? Or do you kind of go wide and see if you can't uh, stretch the defense? And it looks like they are bunched up looking like maybe a running play. Second and nine, and they do hand it off to Paul. He gets through. He's fighting forward, and he picks up pretty much about what they lost in the first place. It looks like he got about five yards there to make this a third and four. And we've got under four minutes to go in the first quarter now. Ball back on the uh, upper mid 47-yard line. And that was number 11, Ty Webb, for the, tab, the Cab County Tigers. And that's how their defense is set up. He is kind of your strong safety or inside safety. He's kind of creeping up. You know, they're not, they got one guy over the top, but him right there as far as that middle, he's kind of keying on that quarterback and the running back. So you're going to see a lot of tackles for number 11, Ty Webb now. Third and five, three and a half minutes remaining in the first quarter for Upperman. And they're going to, no, Chaffin's going to keep it, but he's got no space, and he's taken down before the line. The DeKalb Tigers step up once again and take down the quarterback. That's the first instance right there. Bronson Chaffin has met big boy, number 55, Will Ferris, the senior, 6'5", 250 pounds. I bet Bronson didn't appreciate that. When he's six foot one, 180 pounds himself. That was a big collision. Will Ferris got the best of him with a loss on the play in the backfield. And Will Ferris was so impressive last week against White County. I felt like we were calling his name all the time throughout dominant. that game. Very dominant. And so now Upperman back to punt it away. The punt is off. It's a high and short punt. Looks like it's going to bounce and around the 25, and they down it right there. So much better starting field position this time for DeKalb County. They will be down right at their own 27-yard line. And this was a little bit of the concern, you know, from the coaching perspective. Coming into this game, you've already clinched the region. As far as DeKalb County, you've already clinched the playoff spot. This is more about bragging rights and less motivation on the line. Who's going to come out and play? Is it going to be your best effort, or are you just going to kind of play because it's Friday night lights? So right now, both teams offensively are kind of a little bit you know, lulled, if you will. And so now, DeKalb first and ten. Trap, he's got it. He throws over the middle. He's got number one on a slant. Oh, and a nice spin move at the 40. He's fighting forward to get to around the 45-yard line. What a huge play for the DeKalb Tigers. He found Ryan Lyons coming play, on a slant, down, and he got a huge DeKalb game. County. Great timing on that slant route. 
Uh, Briz trap set back. The left-headed southpaw throws a good little 10-yard slant. Lines does a good job of making one man kind of miss, gains another five more yards. Best play of the night so far if you're uh, the Cab County Tigers. And now approaching two minutes to go in the first quarter, still scoreless. Ball is on the 43-yard line, a first and 10 for the DeKalb Tigers. Here's Briz Trapp. He's going to keep it himself. He run, rolls out, and he's not even going to get back to the line. The Upperman Bees swarm him once again. And so that is going to be an Upperman sack right there. Big-time play right there by your uh, Upperman defense. After getting that first down for DeKalb County, that's exactly what Coach Kane and his defense needed to kind of slow that momentum. So now it is a second and 11, approaching a minute and a half remaining in this first quarter. Ball is now on their own 42-yard line of DeKalb County, and the crowd is trying to get into it to help their defense out here on senior night because now DeKalb is actually moving the ball. Briz Trap, he rolls out, he throws, he finds number one again, makes a nice move, and gets past the 45, fights forward, gets to around the 48-yard line. That's Ryan Lyons again. And he gets close, or he gets about halfway there to a first down, and now there's a flag on the play. You know, that's, that's a good play on Upperman's defense. One offensive player, three defenders. He made one guy miss, but there are two off, you know, Upperman defenders right there for it. Uh, I think it was Cam Bush slowed him down. Clayton Harris comes from the center of the field, makes a great defensive tackle. Uh, DeKalb County comes over and tries to help his guy up. And, again, you got a little high school emotion in play here. Clayton Harris, the big boy, who leads the team in sacks, very physical player. He committed an unsportsmanlike penalty. That backs Upperman up 15 more yards. Coach Kane is not clearly not happy about that. So now DeKalb has it first and 10 on the 38-yard line of Upperman. That turns into a massive gain for DeKalb. Now here goes Bridge Trap. He's got blocking. He's got some space. And he runs and takes off and gets out of bounds at around the 25-yard line of Upperman. A 13-yard gain for Bridge Trap on the ground. Their offense is moving the ball this series. You know, last series, three and out. Uh, great job Second by Coach Steve Trapp. Uh, Finding Lions. They, they must see something with Lions right now. The receiver looking towards him on the left-hand side of this ball. Uh, that's, that's a great, you know, movement if you're from the uh, the offense from DeKalb County. Second and one, and Briz Trap. he's going to keep it again. He's looking. He maybe has enough. That's going to be a close. And it looks like, are they going to give him the first down? I believe there's a flag on the play. Probably had enough for the first down. Great tackle by Walker Kane. There was something to get on this left-hand side that Coach Trapp seen. A little extra holding, which is going to bump him back 10 yards from the spot of the foul. So it looks like it's going to be second and probably around 11, 12 yards. Wow, that is now a huge penalty on DeKalb. We just saw a huge penalty on Upperman. But fortunately for the Bees, DeKalb commits a massive penalty. They get backed up. So you're right, it's going to be second... And about second and about 10 or 11. Yeah, second and 11. Ball on their own. Ball on Upperman's 39. The second's winding down in the first quarter. Big play here. Brizdrap gets it. He drops back to pass. Harris is in the backfield. He dodges him. He's looking downfield. Throws downfield. He just throws it out of bounds. So that's going to make it a third and 11 with five seconds remaining in the first quarter. Did a good job right there just trying to, you know, get rid of the ball. Got away from the first defender. 
Uh, rolled out, again, left-hander, rolls to his right, had to square his body up, just kind of got rid of it once he got outside the tackle box. Uh, better as, you know, third and 11 than third and 19. And so now it's third and 11 with five seconds remaining in the first quarter. Likely the last play of the first quarter. Will it be a huge one for either side? The ball is on Upperman's 39-yard line. A picture-perfect night on senior night for the Upperman Bees as they're going for an undefeated season in this big rivalry matchup with DeKalb County. Chris Trapp gets the ball, looking downfield. He throws it short to Malachi Trapp, makes one guy. No, he gets taken down. Oh, my goodness, what a great tackle from number 23. Theo Brown, that was a great individual solo tackle there on a tough offensive player with uh, Trapp. So that's going to bring up a, a punt situation here, fourth down. Great stop if you're Upperman's defense. And that is the end of the first quarter here in Baxter, Tennessee. It is DeKalb County, zero, and Upperman, zero. A proven machine to reduce your mowing time? Count me in. A new Xmark mower costs a whole lot less right now at Gentry's Power Equipment. Spending less money? I'm in. Right now at Gentry's, get your mower with 0% for 48 months. Get a $1,000 instant rebate on the LZE mower. Get $300 on the Quest. Better get moving to Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road in Cookville. See for yourself why the landscape pros trust Xmark mowers 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. Hi, this is Emily Gibson, your Twin Lakes Security Consultant. Halloween is just around the corner, and as spooky season approaches, it's crucial to ensure your home stays safe and secure. Twin Lakes Security offers doorbell cameras, video monitoring, smoke and motion detectors, and more. For additional peace of mind, add smart home automation so you can control your system from anywhere using your smartphone, tablet, or computer. Imagine the peace of mind knowing that you can see who's at your doorstep even when you're out trick-or-treating with your little ones. Call 528-2005 or visit TwinLakes.net now. Cab County punting it away. There goes the punt, and they get it down at a round. Nice roll as it goes inside. Sorry, we're not even live. To Cab County. Goes back, punts it away. Nice punt. Bounces it around the 20 yard line. It rolls. And it goes out at around the 14-yard line. That was a good punt from DeKalb County. It's now the Upperman Bees at the start of the second quarter will be in their own on their own 14-yard line. That was a great adjustment by punter Wyatt Carter. High snap. You had three bees coming down on him. He was able to kind of quick punt it, get it away, and salvage with a good punt inside the 20. And so now Upperman getting ready to run their first play of the second quarter. First and 10 on their own 14. And Chaffin, he's going to hand off to his running back with Powers right up the middle. Pull with a very good gain of about five or six yards here on your Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. What'd you like from that play, Coach? Well, if you look at both teams right here, that's very evenly matched. Both teams have had two possessions. Both teams have had two punts. And now we're into the uh, second quarter. Both you know, time possessions are the same, too. So these teams look very similar at the moment, but Coach Adam Kane and, and his bunch have to be more dominant with the run game and put their and make their presence felt if you're uh, if you're the offense. Second and four now for Upperman on their own twenty. 
Chaffin gets the ball. He's going to keep it this time. Play action. Throws downfield. Oh, just a miscommunication between him and Turnbow. He threw it behind him. So that's an incomplete pass. Yeah, they're kind of getting away from the run. And, you know, number 25, Kevin Allgaard for DeKalb County put Bronson Chaffin on his seat. Uh, you're kind of you're seeing some things, I guess, from Upperman's side that is not typical. Typically, Upperman's trying to run downhill and set the stage with the run game. In this case, they've probably been about 50-50 run versus pass plays. And it makes sense because you're right, DeKalb, they were in the backfield in a hurry, so running up the ball in that play wouldn't have worked either. So now it's third and four. Ball in their own 20. DeKalb almost jumps off sides, and they do. There's a flag on this play. Looks like it's going to be on the Tigers. This looks like it could be a first down for Upperman. Yeah, they jumped off sides. Jumped off sides. And it's unlike college and professional, where in high school, if you get into that neutral zone, it doesn't matter if you're on offense or defense, that is an offsides penalty. They don't have the opportunity to get in the neutral zone and then get back out of it before the snap. Yeah, that's some fascinating information as uh, it's now first and 10 on the 25-yard line of Upperman. So that, that penalty keeps this drive moving. That's your third first down for Upperman this game. It's now the Bees. Going to get the ball, throw it out short to number 13 on a wide receiver screen. It's taken down immediately. Gets close to around the 30-yard line. That is uh, Elijah Fitz on the catch. And he's been, you know, pretty dynamic on this offense. He's got 13 receptions on the year, 164 yards. Uh, had a long of 44 with one touchdown. He probably should have kept going on the outside with a Bronson, excuse me, a Branson Turnbow block. Decided to cut it up the field. Uh, got a minimal gain there, about three, four yards. That gain of about four was pretty solid. It's second and six now, ball on the 29-yard line. Ten and a half minutes remaining in this second quarter. Still a scoreless game. Chaffin. Fakes the short pass to Turnbow. Now he's going to throw it deep. He's got number six. Carbine Phillips. Oh, my goodness. What a catch. He dropped it right in the bucket. And Phillips, double covered, gets it to the 20-yard line. This crowd just explodes. That's a great play. You know, it's over the top, 45-yard pass play right there. Unfortunately, there is a flag in the in the backfield. That's going to negate this big-time play because Lines and Webb were beat by Carmine Phillips. Very unfortunate. Had a hold right there on Upperman. They're kind of pleading their case to the white cap. They've got to regather themselves because that was a huge momentum shift, and you can tell it by the stands right now. Oh, my goodness. What a huge penalty. Wow, that negates a massive gain and one of the best catches I've seen this season. Just a reminder, a wrap-up of this game and all the Friday night action is going to be Saturday morning at 9, live from Chick-fil-A. The high school playbook built by Mountain Barn Builders live on The Rock 93.7. Just to give you some uh, you know, some distance on that one, that was a 55-yard swing from a pass play to a penalty on that play. Incredible. And now the Upperman Bees are backed up deep into their own territory. Chaffin's going to roll out. He throws. He's got Fitz. Oh, my goodness, just out of Elijah Fitz's reach. And so now, with that incomplete pass, it's going to be a third and 16 with nine minutes and 46 seconds remaining in this second quarter. Again, they're putting uh, Bronson Chaffin in motion, rolling him out, right-handed throwing quarterback to his right. Fitz almost came away with a great play, had a great effort on that. Still would have been short of the first down. Uh, but again, Upperman through the air. An impressive job as you're right. Now they're 
going to have to go long here. It's a third and 16, or they could play it safe to give their punter a little bit more room. What do you think that they do here, Coach? Yeah, I mean, they've been going through the air. You know, the game plan, obviously, is let's let's try to get some balls with Bronson, uh, Bronson Chaffin and the team, get them on some, uh, I don't know, get them, get them together, get them on time. Uh, it's, it's been unsuccessful to a point this far through the game. And it looks like Upperman is taking a timeout. So a timeout on the field. It is DeCab zero and Upperman zero. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Got you in the timeout. Third and 16. 9.46 remaining in the second quarter. Ball in their own 19-yard line. You know, let's, we may talk about this, too. This game doesn't mean much as far as the standings go. So you might think Coach K might be withholding some of his go-to plays and trying to work on other aspects of offense. So now Chaffin rolls out to his right. Looking deep downfield, he throws it. He's got his oh, receiver, wow. Carmine Phillips. That is going to be a first down. My goodness, he got him right on the sticks. That's going to be exactly 16 yards. That's a huge play. It rolls out to his right, hits Carmine Phillips, uh, just shy of the sticks. He makes one move, gets three more yards. That's a huge play. I don't know why the fans aren't bigger. Yeah, that's a big-time first down. You're inside the 20-yard line, and now they got a first and 35. Man, that was a huge play. That was one of the biggest plays of this quarter easily. I mean, one of the biggest plays of this game because they were backed way up. 16 yards. And what a way to return on that. As now with 9.38 remaining, first and 10. Ball on their own 35-yard line for Upperman. Bronson Chaffin, quarterback keeper, runs right up the middle, cuts out to right, and he gets about three or four yards. So a good gain from Chaffin on the quarterback keeper. Yeah, let's go back one more play, just the, the significance of that. In high school, a third and 10 plus yardage is most likely probably a 10% chance or less that they're going to get that first down. So that's how, you know, the high risk, high reward right there for uh, Coach Adam Kane and then add more, four more to a second and medium. That's what they need. Get a little momentum going. And uh, that that might be something that the Cab County is trying to shy away from. Hey, they're going outside. They're going up the middle. Let's Let's get a little more careful here. That timeout worked to perfection for Upperman. And now it's second and seven. Chaffin, he's going to hand off to Polk. Nice cut up the middle, and he dives forward to make it about a four, maybe five-yard gain. So it's going to be third and short. Yeah, Jackson Rollins right there got the handoff. Was a standout his sophomore year coming off that ACL injury. A little shifty running back, uh, good little safety. Falls forward, you know, got tripped up there at the line of scrimmage. Does a great job to make that a third and four. Yeah, my bad. That was Jackson Rollins. You were correct. So I'm just so used to Polk running the ball there. But now it's third and four. We approach eight minutes, 15 seconds remaining in the second quarter. Still scoreless. Picture-perfect night here in Baxter. Senior night, the end of the regular season. A rivalry 
Chaffin, quarterback keeper. He cuts up field. That's going to be close. I think he's got it. I think he's got four yards. And he does. Moving the chains. Wow, that was just enough. And Bronson Chaffin, you know, he seems a little banged up after that run, but you know, he's, he's glad that he got it. That's football. Again, very physical game we've got going here. And kind of like you mentioned the play before, you're so used to Ethan Pock running the ball. So are these stands. So are these supporters. They're kind of a little wondering, too, you know, when are we going to get number 21 the ball? And they got him the ball earlier in the first quarter. Haven't seen much of him this drive. Now we've got two receivers to the near side. Branson Turnbow, the one that's closest to us. Chaffin going to hand off to Rollins again, who's trying to make a cut. He makes a nice cut upfield. And there's a flag at the end of that from the from the backside judge. So it looks like about a seven-yard gain, but we'll see what this flag is. That was very good patience on Jackson Rollins' part. You know, waited till the blockers got downfield, made one cut, a little shifty sidestep upfield to gain about seven, eight yards. But we've got a flag on the play. And it is a face mask on DeKalb. I thought it might have been, but I just wanted to wait for the official response. So the crowd now gets super loud here in Billy C. Rogers Stadium. And it's a huge first down for the Upperman Bees. They're going to have the ball first and 10 on DeKalb's 45, or sorry, 35-yard line. And that was, uh, you know, against Evan Briggs, a lineman that was downfield blocking the DeKalb County defender. Just couldn't handle him. He's kind of yanked his mask down, got him up to the ground. Can't do that. So Upperman could have been backed up and punted it, but instead that 16-yard gain has this drive going. And so now a ball on the 34-yard line. They're going to hand off to Rollins again. It gets right up the middle. Great blocking. He bounces it to the outside. Here goes Jackson Rollins, and he's yanked down out of bounds at around the 20-yard line. A 14-yard gain from Rollins as he gets to the outside. Great blocking by the Upperman Bees. Another you know, good job by Jackson with a tempo run up there. A little hesitation step. Gets to the edge. Big run play. He's got the hot hand if you're up in the and so now, first and 10 on the 18-yard line. The Upperman Bees are finally in the red zone, threatening to score about getting close to about halfway through the second quarter. Six minutes, 49 seconds to go. Bronston Schaffen's got two receivers to the far side. Looks like Phillips and Turnbow over there. Chaffin, he's going to keep it. He cuts up the middle. Oh, my goodness, he makes another cut. He's got some space. Goes right upfield again, and that was a nice move. He was originally going to go to his left. Then he cuts up to the middle. Then he makes another cut over to the right side. Picks up a solid gain. Yeah, if his receivers knew he was going to break it out to the right-hand side, they might have blocked downfield for him. Uh, great athleticism. You know, gives you a short, uh, second short. Second and two now on the 10 yard line for the Upperman Bees. They are really threatening to score and again, they were backed up third and 16 deep in their own territory. They just barely get the first down and it's led to this incredible drive right here that they're having. And that was after a timeout from Coach Kane. And now Chaffin's going to hand up to Polk. There goes Ethan Polk right up the middle. He's fresh and he's moving guys down to around the five yard line. Yeah, just right up the middle, running over guys. That's the Ethan Park we've seen all season. So now it's the first and goal on the four-yard line for Ethan Polk and this Upperman Bees defense. Ladies and gentlemen, 
We are in the five, five thirty minute, uh, five minutes thirty seconds remaining in the second quarter. Upperman bees break the huddle, looking to finally get the first score of this game for either side. Here's Chaffin with Polk next to him in the backfield, and then that's a false start on that. The center snapped it; nobody was ready for it. And it's just a false start. So that's going to back him up to around the nine-yard line. Still going to be first and goal from the nine. And that was just a weird play right there. The center snapped the ball. Nobody was ready for it. Fortunately, the referees blew it dead for Upperman. So still a first and goal for the Upperman Bees on the nine-yard line, approaching five minutes to go in the second quarter. It'll be five minutes to go in the second quarter, and we still see no score. So this being a defensive game so far is held up. Let's see if the Tigers can get a huge stop. Here goes Chaffin. Hands off to Paul. He's got a big hole. Punches forward, dragging defenders. He's close to that goal line, but not quite in yet. Maybe at around the two-yard line. Great job by your Upperman offensive line to make a tremendous hole right there forcing the DeKalb County secondary to crash in, make that play. Here's here's what we've been used to seeing all season long with Upperman just dominate offensively with their physicality up front. Second and goal from the one-yard line. Four minutes and 20 seconds remaining. The Bees are trying to punch it in to get the first score of the game late in the first half. Chaffin, he's got Polk next to him in the backfield. Everybody's crowding the line of scrimmage. He hands off to Polk. There's a wide open hole. Nobody even touches Ethan Polk. He walks right in, and that is a B's touchdown. Great play. Uh, I mean, get it to 21, go off the end. Uh, blocking up front, tremendous. Had one guy to beat with three yards to go. Uh, just skirted right through there. First score, first time in the red zone, first score of the game. And so now they get ready to kick the extra point. Number 14 lining it up. Great drive there from the Bees. The extra point is good right through. And so now with four minutes and seven seconds remaining in the second quarter, the Upperman Bees with the score have seven, and the DeKalb County Tigers have zero. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. So now the Upperman Bees are getting ready to kick this ball off back to the DeKalb County Tigers after just scoring the first touchdown of the game for either side. Seven to nothing. It was an Ethan Polk walk-in one-yard rushing touchdown. You know, slow start offensively for both teams, but great start defensively for both teams. DeKalb County coming off a Sparta win. They've shown that they can hang in there with Upperman with the physicality up front. Uh, unfortunate for them, Upperman finally got the offense rolling, got the first score of the game. And now Upperman kicks it off back to DeKalb County. 
It is fielded by number one of DeKalb. He's got some space. Makes a nice spin move. Still moving. Fighting for it at around the 40-yard line. He's finally taken down. With exactly four minutes to go in the second quarter, DeKalb is looking to try to answer Upperman, but they haven't had the ball very lo- for very long on offense, and they haven't had that much success offensively so far. No, but that was a good job on the return from Ryan Lyons on DeKalb County. He's clearly an athlete for Coach Steve Trapp and that DeKalb County Tigers team. They you know, targeted him receiver-wise early in this game, made a couple uh, cuts there to, to elude some tackles, almost broke it. Three receivers closest to us. Ryan Lines is on the far side. Trap has the ball. Fake it to Malachi, and they swing it out to number 10. There's some blocking, but a flag on that play. Flag on the play. And it looks like it's probably going to be holding on the receivers that were blocking. And, yes, it is holding Holy on the DeKalb receivers County. of DeKalb County. That'll back them up. That would have been a 10-yard gain, but... They are backed up instead by 10 yards. Yeah, that's a great aggressive uh, after-the-catch play by the sophomore, John Hendricks. Got upfield in a hurry. Kind of stunned Upperman there. Also got a little help from a receiver ahead of him that was holding the uh, DB. I think it was Cam Bush. He was grabbing that jersey, which allowed Hendricks to get those extra yards. I just want to say tonight is absolutely beautiful. The smoke is coming in from the fireworks from the touchdown earlier, and it's a full moon as well. Perfect temperature. Got that Halloween feel here in East Tennessee. That's just lovely fall weather. And so now, Bridge Trap has the ball, hands it off to Malachi Trap, trying to fight forward, and he didn't get much. He didn't even get back to the line of scrimmage. That's going to be another loss for the Tigers. Elijah Bullock right there, your defensive lineman, six foot, 240 pound senior. Tremendous job just gobbling him up. And so now it's going to be a second and 15, second and 14 or 15 approaching three minutes to go in the second quarter. DeCab is just moving backwards. The penalty and now the run play. Now this is a second and long. They're going to have to get a lot closer to make this a third and manageable. And Briz Trap is three receivers to the near side. He's got Malachi Trap next to him. Gets the ball, drops back to pass. He's got a defender in his face. He rolls out, throws downfield, and he just throws it out of bounds. There was nothing there. It's going to be a third and 14 with two minutes and 39 seconds remaining in the first half. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the uh, defensive pressure that Upperman's been needing this game. They're starting to find it here late in the second quarter. Good job by the defense to make some adjustments mid-game. It's now third and 14. This crowd is getting loud here for the Upperman Bees. Two minutes and 39 seconds remaining. The student section is on their feet. We've got a packed house here at Billy C. Rogers Stadium. Not a single seat is empty. And now DeKalb has three receivers to the near side. Third and 14. What can they do? Briz Trap drops back to pass. He's got pressure right away. He's looking downfield. And he's sacked. Number nine gets through. Clayton Harris takes him down. That will end this DeKalb County drive. Yeah, I believe that's his 10th sack of the season. Big time situation there. You're walking down here in the second quarter. You're trying to slow them down and some big momentum. Now your Upperman offense may get the ball back in time to put another score on the on the uh, scoreboard here. That's a great point because there's about two minutes remaining. 
Hopperman running some guys off the field right now as DeKalb is about to punt it away. They are taking their time on the punt, as you would expect. Now the Tigers punt this football. Nice line drive punt. It's going to take a bounce. Going to get to just past the Upperman 40, and it rolls kind of in between the 35 and the 40 for the Upperman Bees with one minute and 42 seconds left. Let's see what they can do in a two-minute drill. And they've After been, the again, run, I probably feel like they've been 60-40 past two runs so far uh, this game. That's probably something the coaching staff is like, hey, we don't want to show too much going into the playoffs. Even This game doesn't mean anything. Yes, we want to stay undefeated. Yes, we want to protect our home turf. But let's work on some things that we might need in that next game, round one, maybe round two and even further into the, uh, into the playoffs. And so now it's first and ten, ball on the 38-yard line. A minute 42 remaining for Upperman now with a 7-0 lead. Here goes Chaffin, back to pass, stands up, gets his guy number four, and he's taken down after a gain of about seven pass yards there. He got it to Cam Bush. Bush. Yeah, there's your number one receiver so far, him and Branson Turnbow. Now the clock keeps moving as they get it on second and three on the 45-yard line. And the kicker for Upperman is warming up for a potentially a field goal to a, towards the end of this first half. The Upperman B is lining up, getting close to a minute remaining. Chaffin rolls out to his to his right, throws downfield to Turnbow, leaps and makes a great catch. Now he makes a cut at around the 45-yard line where he's taken down by a swarm of DeKalb Tigers. My goodness, he leaps up in the air. Yeah, Bronson Chaffin was looking deep for Carmine Phillips. We saw that work earlier in the game when they get it negated by a penalty, went for the check down, you know, eight yards, got Branson Turnbow with a tremendously athletic catch, got upfield for another two yards, first down. Yeah, I could tell he was a basketball player on that play right there, the way he leaped. Now Chaffin rolling to his left, finds Cam Bush, a similar play from earlier. This time Bush is going to get out of bounds. Another very solid gain for DeKalb. That's a gain of about eight yards, so it's going to be second and two, maybe second and three, with 37 seconds left in this first half. And here you go. You're talking about the two-minute offense. They've put you know put together four or five plays here to put them in a position. They've got a kicker, a Stanfield, who probably can make a 35, potentially a 40-yarder. A soccer player, been pretty consistent all year long. So I would I would expect if Coach Kane gets into that field goal uh, position, he might try something like that because, you know, when you're going to get harder competition in the playoffs, you're going to need that uh, three-point asset. And so now second and three, Chaffin drops back to pass. He's Open. got tons of time. He decides to take off and run and is taken down by the DeKalb Tigers, number nine, and there is a timeout taken from Coach Kane as that's happened. That was just the indecisiveness by Bronson Chapman. He had two guys, uh, Jaleric Cullum and uh, Branson Turnbone open, going towards the end zone. He just didn't feel comfortable throwing that ball in the air. All right, timeout on the field. It is DeKalb 0 and Upperman 7. 
Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender the upperman bees are in a long timeout here as they're trying to figure out what they can do on a third and two with 28 seconds left ball on their own 37 yard or sorry ball on uh DeKalb's 37 yard line they're moving the ball only 28 seconds they've got a few more plays they're going to have to decide whether getting a kickoff is worth it, or if it'll all just depend on how these plays go. Right now, they got to pick up the first down. Chaffin throws it short. He's got Bush on a little out route. He's out of bounds. Pass exactly what Bush. they want to do. It's a right, first down. It only took, thir- it only took three down. seconds off the clock, too. That is such a great play in high school if you can execute it. Just a little three, four-yard out. Took four seconds off the clock. That shows you how strong Bronson Chaffin's arm is and how well of a receiver uh, Cam Bush is. As you said, Cam Bush is their leading receiver this season. 25 seconds left, first and 10 on DeKalb's 34-yard line. Now it'll be interesting to see what the next plan was in that timeout. Chaffin drops back to pass, looking deep. He throws it deep. He's hit as he throws it. He's got a receiver. My goodness, did he make that catch? Almost. Almost. But there is a flag on on the play. He had his receiver, Cam Bush, double covered, but there is a flag. feel like Cam Bush and Bronson are kind of on the same page this game. Uh, went back to him. Went, you know, they went three out routes here in the last couple oh, series, and all of a sudden they go for the up route and try to catch him off guard. Got a defensive holding. That's going to give him 10 more yards with 18 Eight seconds yards. left. They probably got they got one timeout remaining. That's the only thing. So you got to go to the outside uh, of the defense here. You can go over the middle one time uh, with maybe stopping the clock. Wow, that is incredible. 18 seconds left. Ball on the Cavs' 24-yard line. And you're right, they got the timeout. That penalty, huge for DeKalb. But in DeKalb's point of view, probably better that that wasn't a touchdown reception. So I guess DeKalb will take it. Now Chaffin rolls out to the left, looking downfield, doesn't see what he likes. He's dancing by defenders. Now he's got a lot of space, and he goes down to try to preserve some of that clock. The clock is winding down, and there is a timeout taken. Timeout. But there's only seven seconds left. You know, that's that's a sophomore right there for you. So he's got guys outside. He's got guys opening, can get rid of it. You've got 18 seconds left. You probably need, if you're a passing quarterback, need to get rid of that. He holds on to it, runs, has to use that timeout. Yes, he gains seven yards, but what's more valuable right now, time or the yardage? If you're the Cab County, you want him to run, force him to use that timeout. Now it's going to force Coach Kane to either – kick this field goal, which I think they are in range right now. Ball's on the 17. That's going to be somewhere near a 25, 26-yard field goal. Uh, Or do you try to go to the end zone and potentially only get one more playoff? And that's risky because seven seconds almost feels like it might be just enough time to run a super quick pass to the end zone, but 
you're risking it because what if the referees decide to let the clock run off, which I've seen happen before too. So it looks like it looks like the offense is going onto the field, however. So it looks like they are going to attempt a potential end zone pass here. They're on their own seven. They're on, sorry, DeCab's 17-yard line. Seven seconds to go. We'll see what Upperman does here. Or do they pick up some more short yardage? No, it looks like they got two receivers to the near side, two receivers to the far side. Chaffin draws back, looks, throws it short, but it's incomplete, incomplete. That actually might be better for Upperman that that was incomplete because it looked like Turnbow was going to have it inbound. So it actually works out for the best for the Bees that that was an incomplete pass. Yeah, low throw, not where he needed to be. Tried to get to the outside edge. If he catches it, he falls on the ground in in play. But now let's let's see what uh, Stansborough uh, brings to the table here. They're going to have a uh, a kick for three points. And remember, this is like playoff football. Time you know, up. this is setting them up. So it'll be a lot of a uh, lot of confidence built if they can successfully get down in a two minute uh, you know two minute tempo offense and come away with three points. And it looks like this will be about a 29-yard field goal, if I'm not mistaken. 29, maybe, yeah, I'd say about a 28, 29-yard field goal for the Upperman Bees. It's Sebastian Stansfield. Uh, he's been a confident kicker all year. I believe he missed one extra point last game in the, uh, the blowout versus Stone Memorial, but pretty consistent throughout the year. And so that... that top teams in the state of Tennessee you have to have that that extra point uh, that potential three point kicker you, you can't hardly get away with just going for it on you know inside the 20 yard line every time or trying to go for it when you get six points yeah exactly that's going to come back to bite you at the end and so and so here they go for this field goal kick and timeout. DeKalb County. Now DeKalb takes a timeout to try to ice. Coach Steve Trapp, he's, uh, he's got three timeouts, and he's just kind of trying to ice the kicker, which I don't know how much how effective that's going to be. We'll, we'll see. but uh, I feel like that's probably just more of just an uh, annoyance, just to be an annoyance. Uh, just trying to get under their skin a little bit. Yeah. And, and they may take that to some momentum, some uh, motivation there in the second half. But Coach Trapp can't take any of those timeouts with him, so he's going to go ahead and use them. After two, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't put it past him to call that third one. It wouldn't be surprising. And so now DeCab goes back out there again. Stan Stanfill lining up for this field goal kick. Be interesting to see if we'll if we'll actually be able to have a kick. All right, here we go. And there we go. Yep, there's that third and final timeout from Steve uh, Steve Trapp. You know, got to talk to Coach Trapp uh, earlier this week. He's been there since 2005, and, and they've made it to the playoffs, I think the first time uh, in 20 years in 06. Uh, very consistent coach. Great, great leader. I, he's one of those guys, I can just tell in our, uh, our discussion, that the team was building confidence. They knew what to expect coming into this game. They knew what kind of 
uh, you know, issues or struggles they were going to go through early on in this year. And he's got them playing their best ball at the best time of the year. So he's got them in the right position. And interestingly enough, they almost always play Upperman close, regardless of what the records are. You can just throw that out the window. This is a great rivalry here in the Upper Cumberland. Now here's Stanfield. Kicks the ball, and it's well off. That was not even close there. May have been tipped at the line of scrimmage. It was a low kick, so that is no good for the Bees. And with that, we've reached halftime here in lovely Baxter, Tennessee. It is DeKalb 0 and the hometown Bees 7. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight's game sponsored by Cookville Regional. State-of-the-art care right here at home. Cookville Regional, it's the way we care. By the property company, the home you've always wanted. Your family's special place. Let the property company go to work for your dream. On the way, Jackson Street at Buffalo Valley Road, Cookville. It's on the way by One Bank and by AL Plumbing. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Practice here, game day there. You never have any time, so stop at the place that's always on time. On the way. A crispy, salty snack, ice cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks. Fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson, across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time. Time for your team. When injuries stop the game, skip the ER. Visit Tier 1 Urgent Care, 335 West Spring Street, Cookville. Dr. Derek Worley, fellowship trained, board certified in sports medicine. He and your medical team are ready at the Tier 1 Urgent Care, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 to noon. Don't let sore shoulders stop your tennis game, knee pain stop your walking routine. Get state-of-the-art care close to home, Tier 1 Orthopedics. Stop the game and make the call. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Who has time for a turnover when the toilets are overflowing? Call AL Plumbing and get the job done right. The owner shows up at every call. That's commitment to doing the job right. Put the number in your phone. 319-6395. The plumber who does it right and knows his stuff. 319-6395. Call for emergencies. Call for modeling and renovations. Call for new construction. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. The Tier 1 Halftime Report begins now. Board-certified sports medicine physicians to get you back in action. Don't let that shoulder or knee injury keep you on the sidelines. Call Tier 1.
the Tier 1 Halftime Report on Sports Radio 104.7, live from Billy C. Rogers Stadium. With the score, DeKalb 0, Upperman 7. The Middle Tennessee Natural Gas game of the week, football game of the week continues. Uh, checking in on the Frontier Chevrolet UC Sports Station scoreboard, it was the Upperman Bees that got on the board first. The Upperman Bees have the one and only score of this game so far. It was on an impressive drive in the first quarter after both teams went back and forth in the first quarter. And, uh, you know, they both played great defense. Wes, uh, Coach Wes and I thought that this may be a defensive game. And it turned out to be absolutely true in that first quarter and even in the second quarter. Ultimately, what happened was uh, midway through the second quarter, Upperman was backed up deep in their own territory on a third on a third and 16. And they got it just barely. Bronson Chaffin rolled out. He found, his top, he found one of his top receivers, uh, Cam Bush. And Chaffin and Cam Bush have just been on it this game this senior night they've had a great connection all all first half they're able to go right down the field they finally got ethan polk in the mix late in that in that drive after running jackson rollins quite a bit throughout that drive and polk was healthy so by the time they got in the red zone he was easily able to wear down the decab defense and he had a walk-in one yard rushing touchdown a little over halfway through the second quarter. DeKalb was was able to get the ball back with exactly four minutes left in the first half. However, on that drive, Clayton Harris comes up with a huge sack on Briz Trap, which ends any threat of DeKalb going down and scoring. They punt it back to Upperman. Upperman has about a minute and 40 seconds remaining in the first half to have a drive of their own. They try to get within field goal range. It comes down to around three seconds left. It's about a 30-yard-ish field goal. Coach Steve Trapp for DeKalb uses all three timeouts in a row to irritate Upperman. And at the end, the Upperman kicker, Stanfill, ends up kicking the ball low, a line drive, and it misses May have been tipped at the line by DeKalb. And so with that, it's just a 7-0 game. Very physical, very good defense, a great rivalry. But Upperman, who's going for an undefeated season, is ahead at halftime. Stop by the Frontier Chevrolet Highway 111 between Cookville and Livingston when your team is ready for a new or pre-owned vehicle. Halftime coverage continues. Powered by Tier 1. Late night practices. Burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice. Memorizing all those index cards and drills. Then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. The most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. 
See the difference. The Property Company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Hi, everybody. I'm Devin Hoke here with Sports Radio 104.7. Let's check in the key first half stats with one bank here at halftime. So one of the main key stats that I was looking at was the fact that Upperman dominated the time of possession, and it mostly was from the second quarter. Not at all the case in the first quarter, very back and forth. But finally, Upperman had the first really good offensive drive of this game. They had more first downs than DeKalb County. And, of course, they've got the one and only touchdown in this game. The DeKalb County offense just hasn't really been able to get going at all. Last week, Coach Wes Shanks and I went and saw DeKalb go on the road and play against White County. And Malachi Trapp was running the ball really, really well. He had close to... 200 yards from that game running however this game Upperman has completely shut him down I don't think he's even hit 50 yards yet in this game not even close to that and so and so the DeKalb Tigers have not had very much offensive success the penalties have been relatively even on both teams they've each had some costly penalties however Upperman has been able to overcome those penalties. They had a holding penalty that set them back, eventually led to a third and 16. Coach Kane took a timeout and then was able to pick up the just enough yardage to keep that drive going. Before that, uh, DeKalb had uh, some costly holding penalties. They would have had a 10-yard gain out to their receiver, number 10. However... Holding penalties on the receivers set them back 10 yards. Eventually, that led to a Clayton Harris sack, and that was a drive killer for DeKalb, where they could have had a drive where they went down and tied Upperman. Instead, they are still scoreless. That's a look at the stats from One Bank, the one bank for all your financial needs. Junior Upperman B's wrestler Bo Griffin. Bo, what has been the biggest difference for you from being an underclassman now to moving uh, into your junior year? It's really been just lifting up the, the new freshmen, telling them how to do the things they need to do and what they need to do. What would you say is your biggest piece of advice to the incoming freshmen? It's really just get all your homework done. you gotta, you got to do what you got to do. As soon as you fall behind, it's going to be hard catching up. <laughs> when do you get your homework done, Bo? When does Bo Griffin do his homework? Usually in the morning, so I don't have any time after school. <laughs> Fair enough. What's the so you do your homework in the mornings? But what what's the first thing you do when you wake up? You wake up. What's the first thing you do? Go to the bathroom. Go to the bathroom. Fair. 100%. Totally. Now, are you a jump out of bed kind of guy, or does it take like multiple alarms and you're laying there for a while? Multiple alarms. Yeah. It takes, okay. Breakfast? No breakfast. Breakfast. Ooh. Sure. What are we eating, Bo? What's the go-to? Uh, I'm on a really important diet right now, so I eat six eggs and two bananas every morning. Okay, so we're bulking is yeah. what you're telling me. Yeah. What are we trying to get to? Because for a wrestler, that means weight class, I'm assuming. You're trying to... I'd like to get up to 152. Right now, I'm at 145. But okay. I'm really thinking about next year. I want to be at 160. Oh, okay. You're really planning for senior year. want to get up yeah. to a 60. Okay. 
Well, fair enough. You said you have to do your homework in the morning, so you have no time at night. What are we doing after practice? Well, after wrestling practice, you're really tired. You don't really. <laughs> Fact. You, you go home, you take a shower, and you sit around. I mean, you don't have the brain power to do anything after practice. Fair enough. What's your favorite thing to do sitting around? Are you video games, TV, books? I'd say probably books. Books? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Big reader. What are you reading right now? I'm a big history buff. Big history buff. All right. Do you have a favorite history, like, period of history? Uh, probably Civil War. Civil War. Very nice. All right. What time are you getting to bed? Usually around 9. Okay. So you go, you're getting a good amount of sleep for sure going to bed that early. All right. Dinner on the way home or dinner when you get home? Dinner when I get home. Oh, yeah. I know you're on that diet. So what's for dinner? Chicken, broccoli, and uh, carrots. Do you ever get tired of eating the same things every morning and every night? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's worth it, right? 100%. What's the one thing you want to accomplish in your junior year? We know we're shooting for 160 in our senior year, but... Really, I just want to see more improvement with my skill set. Last okay. year, as my first year in wrestling, I, I didn't really know how to shoot, didn't really know how to do all the technical mm-hmm. things, and mm-hmm. I just want to see a lot of improvement there. Scores and stats still to come. Still to come. This is the Tier 1 Halftime Report. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month, your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your newer pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. As the next Titans game approaches, we look at the storylines ahead. It's Titans Preview with game day host Rhett Bryan and Titans Radio's head coach Dave McGinnis. The Titans are back at Nissan Stadium this Sunday to take on the Atlanta Falcons. That's right, Arthur Smith, the former offensive coordinator, comes back as the head coach of the Falcons. And on top of that, it's a throwback weekend. They wear their old red helmet and jersey uniform combination while the titans wear the houston oilers combination in this a uh, lot of fun at nissan stadium but to the business at hand coach dave mcginnis the titans are trying to get off of a two-game losing streak and get back into the win column against an atlanta falcons arthur smith led team who's had some success in 2023 yeah, well, they come in leading their division, Rhett, and, uh, you know, with everything that's going on around it, this is a big weekend with everything surrounding the football game. You know, as you say, with Arthur Smith coming back with a division leading uh, NFC South, Atlanta Falcons, <clears throat> but, and Alumni Weekend is going to be huge. It's the biggest one they've ever had, over 172 former Oilers and Titans coming back, a lot of festivities surrounding it, and, you know, with the Love You Blue <clears throat> uniforms, it's going to be a special, special afternoon. But what it's really all about is, is the Titans winning a football game, and that's extremely important. And we'll go into the particulars of this, but uh, on the football field, this is going to be a very, very physical football game. 
and it should be noted that the week started out uh, in, in a different fashion for Titans fans coming off of a bye week as they say goodbye to a legacy player in Kevin Byard traded to the Philadelphia Eagles <clears throat> excuse me for uh, a fifth and sixth round pick in this upcoming draft in 2024. But they get Terrell Edmonds in this trade who is – no stranger to the football field himself, a 28th overall pick of the Steelers in the 2018 draft, who started in 77 games. Um, he's a long uh, safety in this and, and a bigger uh, person at that position that they have uh, in Bayard or in Amani Hooker. Yeah, well, uh, you know, and of course, Kevin Bayard, you know, exemplary Titan, uh, a pro's pro. But as Mike Dick had told me 38 years ago when he hired me into the National Football League at the Chicago Bears, you know, he said, kid, this is a, this is, a, you'll find out. Uh, you'll be in this a long time, I think. And, uh, it's, it's a great, great business. It's a great game, but the business of football in the National Football League can be brutal at times. And you will find that out, you know, on a real personal level. And, and I have, and, and this is, this is another one of those, but that's the business of the National Football League. I mean, it's constantly evolving and it, it always has to do with finances and forward thinking, uh, on what's going, on what's going on with the franchise. And so, you know, Kevin Byer did everything that he was ever asked to do as a professional player. He gave everything that he had and he will do the same thing. With Philly and and the Titans will, will will continue to will continue to move on too. And so you're right. I mean, you've got two draft picks, a fifth and a sixth round. I've been asked a lot about that, uh, and I say that just because those are the picks you have doesn't mean that's where you will be picking mm-hmm. because you can do things with draft collateral. But that's that, that's for another time. All right, let's uh, wrap this up with Coach Max' keys to a Titans victory, and they sure need one after a two game slide. This is the Nissan Tier One Halftime Report. A proven machine to reduce your mowing time? Count me in. A new Xmark mower costs a whole lot less right now at Gentry's Power Equipment. Spending less money? I'm in. Right now at Gentry's, get your mower with 0% for 48 months. Get a $1,000 instant rebate on the LZE mower. Get $300 on the Quest. Better get moving to Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road in Cookville. See for yourself why the landscape pros trust Xmark mowers 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time, and you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. 
Is slow internet driving you batty? This Halloween season, break free from the curse of sluggish connections. With Twin Lakes Fiber Internet, you can say goodbye to haunted buffering screens and hello to a screaming fast internet experience. With dedicated connections and speeds up to 10 gig, you can connect all of your devices and stream your favorite shows without any scary interruptions. Don't let slow internet haunt you any longer. Call 800-644-8582 or visit TwinLakes.net and leave the slow speeds in the dark. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. everybody welcome back to sports radio 104.7 i'm devin hoke here with my partner coach wes shanks just a reminder real quick the score of our current game is to cab zero upperman seven but now we got some scores from around the rest of the upper cumberland coach yeah you got white county at livingston academy white county 14 la zero tough loss last week putting out the uh, white county warriors from the playoff contention uh, good bounce back game for them Huge game here, Cookville at Wilson Central. Playoff uh, on the line here, Cookville wins, they are in. They need a little more help from others to potentially get a two seed, but if they were having to lose in a Mount Juliet loss, they will drop out of the playoff contention to a five seed. So uh, tremendous things on the line there. Smith County at half, 12, Monterey 0. Cumberland County, 10, Sequoia 0. Clay County and Gordonsville Notched up at 14 at the half. Green Hill, 14. Mount Juliet, 3 at the half. Playoff implications there. Green Hill can go from a 4 to a 2 seed, which would bump Cookville to a travel destination versus a host in playoff play. The Cab County Hour game is 0 to 7. And there's some other ones around, but we'll have to get back to you on some of these scores. Did you, uh, did you say the score of the uh, Cookville? Fourteen to, let's say, thirteen to zero. Oh, Cookville, Wilson Central, thirteen to zero. Yeah, thirteen zero. Excuse me if I haven't. But again, Cookville takes care of business. Uh, Coach Higgin and staff, you know, eight and two, doing a great job sitting there in the mix. There's four teams fighting for that two through five position with Mount Juliet undefeated. Uh, Mount Juliet is kind of in the same boat as Upperman is. A game here against a quality opponent doesn't mean a lot, so they're probably not doing a whole lot to, you know, show for their playoff hopes. But these other four teams, it means a tremendous amount. And Cookville could go from a host or they could go travel to a Riverdale or Oakland in that first round of playoffs, which nobody wants to go to. Yeah, I mean, with the way Oakland High School has been playing the last several years, they're almost always the best team in the entire state of Tennessee, you know, period, regardless of regions or, or anything uh, like that. So going on the road against Oakland and Memphis, um, definitely don't want to mess with that there. But, yeah, as we're getting closer to the start of this second half here, you know, what's kind of been the tale of this game so far? You know, what like what can uh, DeCab and Upperman both do to try to generate some more offense? Well, I mean, I think their defensive came out ready to play on both sides, uh, Upperman and DeCab. You know, you're trying to get it to Malachi a Trap if you're DeCab County, but they seem to go away from Trap and get some other guys involved. 
uh, like a lion's. Uh, and so Upper Mid almost did something exactly the same with uh, with your running back, Ethan Polk. They kind of went away from him in the first part of the game, and both offensives went stagnant. Now, later in the second quarter, Upper Mid decided, hey, let's get it back to our, number, our star running back, 21. Uh, Bronson Chaffin made some good individual plays to move the ball up the middle. And, and that's been the difference in this game at a 7 nothing ball game. Upperman's in a tough spot. You have to, you don't have to win this game, but there's going to be a lot of lost momentum if you go into the playoffs as a one seed losing a ball game. Coach Kane, I promise you, his, you know, the ego that this team puts off, the vibe this team puts off, they don't want not only just to, to lose, but they don't ba- want to barely win. They want to dominate games and have for the most part this season. On the other side, DeKalb County coming off a huge win, playoff-bound win last week. They're just, hey, let's put a good effort in and let's see if we can't, you know, get into the playoff with some momentum. Right now, if you if I if I'd asked you, you know, hey, Tiger zero, upper men seven, you would have probably taken that as a head coach, Steve Trapp, would you not? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, that's that's a great position for him and their co- team's confidence. And so they've got a second half. Now, upper men historically been a second half team, especially with their physicality. Let's see where the conditioning and some of these guys that came back from DeKalb County in the last couple of weeks from, you know, being sidelined due to injuries. Let's just see how conditioned they are. Those are all great points, Coach, and I'm just hoping we continue to stay with a great second half here. It was a tremendous first half, but now here goes the kickoff back to DeKalb County. We'll try to go with some momentum here. Number one fields it. That's Ryan Lyons. He goes upfield. And he gets to around the 25-yard line, so a good, so a good run from him. Yeah, good defense tackle by Jaleric Colum. We've said a few guys' names repeatedly for that Upperman defense. He's been one of them tonight. And the ball's going to go back to to Briz Trap here, who's managed a a good game. You know, he hasn't done anything that's a hurt to Cab County. He's gotten rid of the ball on certain occasions to kind of alleviate major losses. So a great manager for Coach Steve Trapp and the DeKalb County Tigers. And I feel like DeKalb is going to try to get the ball into the hands of Ryan Lyons more this second half. We'll see if they can do that. They get it to Malachi Trapp first, who's got a hole. He breaks a couple tackles, makes a nice juke move, and gets down to around the 35-yard line. So right away, the DeKalb Tigers, and first play of the second half, get a first down. Yeah, that's what you want right there, Malachi uh, Trapp. Get him the ball. Malachi Trapp gets the ball, and there was a huge hole there for him. And so it's first and 10 on the 36-yard line as he fought past defenders. You know, he didn't get the ball that much in the first half, so he may have some fresh legs. That's something to watch out for. He might, and now it's first and 10 on the 36-yard line starting out the second half. And maybe it looks like Upperman might have jumped. They don't call anything. They get it to Malachi Trapp, who's trying to follow his blockers. Only gets back to the line of scrimmage on that run. Yeah, following number 50, Blaine App right there, the 10th grader, 6 foot, 170, got outside, but that aggressive, uh, very physical Upperman defense just swarm tackled him uh, for a loss. Yeah, he lost three yards on that play. I thought he maybe got back to the line, but it was hard to see from my angle. But, yeah, he lost three yards. Second and 13 now. Ten minutes, 40 seconds remaining in this third quarter. Here goes the Tigers. 
Trapp is going to drop back, throws it, and it's tipped. Oh, my goodness. He had his receiver number 11, Ty Webb. But I saw it get tipped at the line. So it's going to be an incomplete pass, third and 13 now for the DeKalb Tigers. That was a great play by Walt Kane. You know, he's a linebacker, outside linebacker. Got a fingertip on that ball. They try to throw a slant or a little a seam route, but for a tight end, just disrupted that play. Kind of came away. Looked like he was hoping for a little bit more right there, maybe an INT. And so now it's third and 13. The cowbells are ringing. The, cloud, the crowd is getting loud here in a sold-out, packed Billy C. Rogers Stadium. And now Briz Trap back to pass. He's got a defender in the backfield, throws it out short. He's got Ryan Lyons, makes a nice move, gets the yardage that was lost, but not much more than that. So it's going to be a fourth and about nine. And DeKalb is looking like they're going to have to punt this football away. Upperman sent a Jackson Rollins on the edge on the uh, a defensive back blitz. Kind of disrupted that play to begin with, forced Briz Trap to get rid of it quicker than he wanted to, which led to a minimal game versus a downfield game. So now the cab is going to have to punt it back to Upperman. And that was looking like it could have been a successful drive. Great first play, but they stalled out. And this punt is short, and, and it's going to bounce and, and rolls out at around the 45-yard line. Kind of looks like he shanked it there. Cody. Yeah, very poor punt. You know, the snaps for them on their long snaps, typically you've got a 10 to a 13-yard snap. He's kind of floating it back there, giving the defense time to rush the punter. Uh, he's been rushed all night off the side of his foot, maybe 15 to 20 yards net gain on that pump. This is going to give Upperman a great field position here to start the third quarter. And, again, this is those times when all gas, no breaks. It starts separation from good teams uh, versus your uh, lesser opponents. And it's first and 10 on the 44-yard line of Upperman. Nine minutes, 48 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Bronston Chaffin's going to hand it off to Ethan. Polk goes right through and gets a minimal gain. There's a good swarm from the Tigers. Still going to be a gain of about three, maybe four yards. And like you said, you think that's a minimal gain right there, but that's what Ethan Polk does. He just doesn't get one yard. He hammers through, falls forward two, three-plus yards. It just seems like every time he gets, at minimum, a four-yard play. You do that three times in a row, that's first down. You're absolutely right. I, you know, he gets hit after about a yard or two, yes. but he always falls forward, pulls that ball for it. This is a great knack for doing that, and it makes a huge difference. They give it to Polk again. He's patiently running, and he'll get close to a first down. He follows his blockers. Gets about five yards there. I think it's going to be a third and one, maybe a third and two. I mean, the exact same thing, Devin. I mean, gets the ball, goes to the A-gap on the right-hand side of the center, gets, you know, contact one yard deep, but falls forward another three, four yards. And here now they're at third and two after, you know, eight yards from Polk, and that's very manageable. So it is eight minutes and 40 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Third and three to go for the Upperman Bees on their opening second-half drive. They've stacked up the line, looking like a very obvious run, perhaps. The box has been stacked. They got the blocking, and Polk goes forward and gets a first down. So there you go. You know, Ethan Polk, four yards. Ethan Polk, four yards. Ethan Polk, five yards. That's Upperman 2023. Give it to him, and they've taken off two minutes in those plays right there. They've gained a first down. They're managing the clock. They're keeping the ball in their possession. They're wearing down the defense. That is an Adam Kane upperman offense. 
and it's working very well. That's a new set of downs, first and 10 on the on the DeKalb 44-yard line. Under eight minutes to go in this third quarter. Chaffin, he's going to hand off to Polk again, but this time the Tigers are there. There is a flag in the backfield, but DeKalb gets him for about a two-yard loss. Yeah, I'll see what this flag is, though. Great job by Ari White and, of course, your big boy, Will Ferris. And so that they smothered that hole. They filled the gap, expecting uh, up the middle run. The bees probably trying to, you know, pull a guard, got their hands where they weren't supposed to be, trying to uh, give that hole to Polk. Unsuccessful play on top of a 10-yard penalty. So you're going to look at somewhere around second and 10 here. Exactly. That is a 10-yard holding penalty that, of course, will Excuse be me, accepted. Excuse me, first down. It's still first down. Yeah, it's going to be first and about 20 now. Yeah, first and 20. Ball on the other on their own 46-yard line. So here goes Chaffin, rolls out to his uh, right, looking down to, he's going to take off and run and won't gain a whole lot. He's dragged out of bounds, maybe gains maybe about three yards. So it's going to be a third, or it's going to be second and about 17. Yeah, they've run that play several times tonight. Get your right-handed throwing quarterback rolling to his right. They get a uh, Cam Bush to stop on a dime about six, seven yards towards the out. You get someone like a Branson Turnbow running the go route, and he gets to make that decision. Do I go deep or do I go underneath? Nobody was available there. Both the safety covered deep and the linebacker covered the underneath. And so Bronson had to uh, keep it with a minimal game, but second 18 is a long way to go. Second and 18, ball on their own 48. Chaffin drops back to pass. Looks downfield, throwing deep. He's looking for Turnbow, pushes up, takes the catch, and it's a touchdown for the Upperman Bees. My goodness. He throws it up almost like a 50-50 ball. Branson Turnbow readjusts himself and gets a huge Upperman Bees touchdown. Great play. Throws the ball up in the air. You know, that's a, a Parker, a great athlete on the Cap County side. But, you know, like you said, the basketball player, Brant, uh, Bron Branson Turnbow, went up to get it, adjusted in the air, six points, huge momentum swing here in the third quarter. That was about a 50-yard touchdown between Bronson Chaffin and Branson Turnbow. I think it's officially 52 yards. Now Stanfield will try an extra point, and he hits the upright right off, and it is no Good. So Stanfield missed the field goal at the end of the first half, and he just misses this extra point. Still, huge bomb from Chaffin to Turnbow, and it's right now DeCab 0 and Upperman 13. Is slow internet driving you batty? This Halloween season, break free from the curse of sluggish connections. With Twin Lakes Fiber Internet, you can say goodbye to haunted buffering screens and hello to a screaming fast internet experience. With dedicated connections and speeds up to 10 gig, you can connect all of your devices and stream your favorite shows without any scary interruptions. Don't let slow internet haunt you any longer. Call 800-644-8582 or visit TwinLakes.net and leave the slow speeds in the dark. Kick this ball off after a huge touchdown play between Chaffin and Turnbow. That went for 52 yards. Missed the extra point, so it's 13 to nothing. But DeKalb County gets the ball back. Ryan Lyons has it. He's going to try to make 
a play here. Gets up past the 30, close to the 35-yard line on the return. Very good return. You know, catches the ball, Stanfield puts the ball deep, close to the uh, 10-yard line. Lines kind of on cruise control, waiting for his blockers to hit. Gets it all the way up to the 31, maybe 32-yard line. Very good return. Let's see how the DeKalb County Tigers and Coach Trapp's team responds after a big gut shot blow. And so now, seven minutes and 15 seconds in this third quarter in a beautiful Baxter, Tennessee senior night. A full moon is out and the smoke is in the air. Three receivers to the near side. Frizz Trap gets the ball, looks, throws, and that was a complete miscommunication. He threw it uh, to nobody. It looked like he was maybe thinking that Marquez Shawfant was going to be right there, but he just ended up throwing it to nobody. Yeah, you know, we should uh, Shawfant's name a lot last week. We haven't seen him as much in the game plan this week. Tremendous athlete, but, yeah, you're not wrong there. That was a total... Aaron's throw, you know, if, if he's a pitcher out there as, as a baseball coach, he just hit the backstop with that fastball. And you would know as a baseball coach. And uh, so now it's going to be second and 10, seven minutes and 11 seconds remaining. Ball on their own 32-yard line. DeKalb trying to figure out how to get some offense going. And Chris Trapp's going to hand it off to Malachi Trapp, breaks a tackle in the backfield, breaks another tackle. Ends up picking up a solid gain as he swung out of bounds by number 10 of Upperman. Yeah, great swarm defense. Walter Kane's in there on it. Turnbow's in on it. I mean, that that's such a great play, though, from, uh, you know, Trap. Mm-hmm. He's eluding three guys there, but that just tells you how deep Upperman's defense is. They got four guys, you know, on, on the rundown right there to, to elude him, or not to elude him, but to stop him at a minimal gain. Now it's a third and six. Seven minutes remaining in the third quarter. The crowd is getting loud. They know a stop here could really change momentum. Here's Briz Trapp looking downfield. He's still looking. He's still looking. He throws it downfield. He's got a receiver. Oh, my goodness, and it's incomplete, and a flag on top of it. This is going to go against Upperman. I have no doubt about it. He's looking for number 10, John Hendricks, and he was dragged down as he threw it. Yeah, number 41, Cody Lowe. Uh, uh, Briss Trap rolls out to the near side towards us here in the press box. Does a great job to get, you know, to stay, keep the play alive. And then at that point, Cody Lowe gets there just a little too soon. And it's pretty obvious that was a pass interference on defense. Pretty obvious. I mean, almost everybody in the crowd is, you know, not really reacting Exhaled to it right. because they know that. Uh, no argument. Yeah, there was no argument on, on that one. So, But in high school football, it's not like college and or NFL, so that's a 15-yard penalty, not from the spot of the foul. Oh, wow. So it's going to be ball on the 49-yard line of Upperman. The cab is in Upperman territory just barely. First and 10. Briz Trap gets it to Malachi. Trap has to dodge two defenders again. Oh, my goodness. He goes down the sideline, gets past the 40. Oh, he dives. Close to the 35. We'll see where they mark him. But Malachi Trapp moves so fast, and he dodged two defenders once again, breaking tackles and going down the sideline. I 
I feel like he's just getting his stride. That was a tremendous play. That's two in a row there. They were able to get him down in the last play, but, you know, a little score update. Red Bank beats Loudon, and so they're going to be the number one in that right, region. Defense. So you're, right, DeKalb County is probably going to face Red Bank. Go. They're going to have their hands full with, Mal- with the Malachi Trap. Absolutely. they got to watch out for these upper Cumberland teams here. This is a first and ten. Ball on the 37-yard line. Briss Trap hands up to Malachi Trap. He's got some blockers this time. He's shoving his blocker forward, and he gets down to run the 30-yard line. A seven- or eight-yard gain from Malachi Trap. He is starting to heat up. He's getting warm, isn't he? You know that, let's go back to that same region three. You got Hickson versus East Ridge. It's a three to fourteen ball game. East Ridge over top in the third quarter. Upperman's likely to get the loser of that game. So you know they're kind of in the Eastern time zone. Uh, Upperman's going to host, and uh, DeKalb County is going to have to travel. But we're starting to starting to see the separation here of where these standings are going. Very interesting. And now it's second and three. Briz gives it to Malachi again. He goes up the middle. Not quite going to get there. He gets down to around, I'd say around, I think it's a third and one, maybe a third and two. Eli Bullock was the uh, defensive lineman, was in the backfield, and then you got Evan Briggs was able to get in on the the play there. So that's, you're starting to see some of the physicality with upper men. However, Traps breaking them outside, so it's going to be more of a linebacker defensive back mode. Third and one, power against power, DeKalb against Upperman. Down by two scores, the Tigers need this one to get back into it. Briz Trap has Malachi Trap next to him. He's going to throw it short to number play. three. Nice play on the pass. Oh, my goodness. He runs right into the defender, breaks another tackle, goes down the sideline, gets taken down at around the pass 10. My goodness, Marquez Schalfant just made one of the biggest plays of the game. Gets a short pass, runs right over an upper mid defender, breaks another tackle, and gets inside the 10-yard line. A little bit shocking there. You know, DeKalb County receiver, a little more physical than two defensive backs for upper men. You know, luckily gets brought down by the third one. Great individual play and effort. And now DeKalb has a first and 10 on the 10-yard line. It's first and goal, I should say. Briz Trap sends Shaw Phantom motion. They get the ball to Marquez again. He cuts upfield. He's in the end zone. Great cut. Marquez Shaw puts the DeKalb Tigers on the board. And we have ourselves a ball game right now in Baxter, Tennessee. My goodness, what a nice cut up the middle. Tight end, a receiver in the round. Uh, you got Marquez Trap was the lead blocker. Did not get the ball. Gives it to uh, Shalfant, and he does a great job by cutting off that C-gap, off the end, and gains another seven yards for the touchdown. That's big-time play by the Cab County Tigers. They line up for the extra points. Bad snap. Bad snap. They kick the ball. It is good. Somehow. Somehow, off a bad snap, the kicker makes the most of it. And with 4.43 remaining in the third quarter, it is DeKalb 7 and Upperman 13. 
A proven machine to reduce your mowing time? Count me in. A new Exmark mower costs a whole lot less right now at Gentry's Power Equipment. Spending less money? I'm in. Right now at Gentry's, get your mower with 0% for 48 months. Get a $1,000 instant rebate on the LZE mower. Get $300 on the Quest. Better get moving to Gentry's Power Equipment, 755 Buffalo Valley Road in Cookville. See for yourself why the landscape pros trust Exmark mowers 2 to 1 over the next best-selling brand. And so now, the DeKalb County Tigers have got themselves on the board, Coach. And as you're listening to this Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7, you're listening to a good one because this region battle between these two rivals is close once again. Yeah, upper mid defense not looking as motivated the second half as we were, you know, as they were hoping for. DeKalb County's offense got a few tricks in the in their sleeve right there, give it to Malachi multiple times, and then Chalfant, who we have not called at all in the first half, comes away, gets the hot hand. Coach Steve Trapp plays it. That was a brilliant play call on a third and one to just pass it to Chalfant. Everybody thought they were going to run it. Including me. And that was brilliant. And so now they kick it away. This ball is going to be fielded in play. It almost went out of bounds. Now Turnbow has to go, and a couple of DeKalb Tigers fall down. Turnbow breaks the tackle and goes out of bounds. In, but somewhere in between the 25 and 30-yard line. So I thought that was a mistake by Branson Turnbow to field it. However, he made the most out of it. Yeah, gets the ball on the far side, 10-yard line, you know, on a little two-hopper. Again, used to be a baseball player. Runs all the way across the field. A good block by uh, Jackson Rollins. Took out two DeKalb County defenders. And I think he ran 40 yards to gain about an extra 20. But that's what upper men, that's the effort this upper men offense needs to get the uh, momentum going. And that was a very good play by him. So now it's ball on the 29-yard line. Four minutes and 35 seconds remaining in the third quarter. The Bees are now up 13-7 to after DeKalb's fantastic touchdown drive. They got two receivers to the near side. Rollins in the backfield. They hand it off to Rollins. He sneaks forward but maybe gains a yard if that's. Rollins on the carry first. Yeah, he gains one yard, so it'll be second and nine. Here's a little score update. Cookville, 34, Wilson Central, nothing. So Cookville looking like, as they go into the fourth quarter, locking up that playoff position. But the upset of the night might be Green Hill up 28 at Mount Juliet, who is 8-1 currently at the top of that region, which may send Cookville to an away game instead of hosting in round one. That is very fascinating. I would not expect that result either. And now... Upperman, and now it's Chaffin. He's going to keep it. Quarterback keeper goes right up the middle, fighting fast defenders, and it looks like he's got a first down. And wow, there was a lot of extracurriculars after the play. My goodness, the Upperman offensive lineman goes flying down, loses his helmet halfway across the field. I mean, it went across the logo, and the two teams are having to be separated here a little bit. But there's a penalty marker thrown on top of it. Yeah, Jordan Parker, your uh, D-back, you know, he's having to get blocked by Evan Briggs, number 62, who's a massive human being. So he didn't like it. The only way he could get him out of his way was kind of tug him down from the front side, unfortunately grabbed his face mask, and it went with him. Uh, Evan Briggs kind of did a little, I wouldn't say a flop, because he did get forced down, but he kind of gave a little sell at the very end, and that's going to get your defense uh, fired up. It got your fans fired up. 
Now you've also got the officials kind of having a discussion, so there might be a little more added to it. We'll have to see what happens here. It's a great run by Chaffin, and then just a lot of extracurriculars at the end of that play. The refs are still discussing it. Three minutes and 46 seconds remaining in the third quarter. Face mask on the defense. After the play, unsportsmanlike penalty on the defense. And so that's going to back DeKalb way up. That's really going to help Upperman as they try to counterpunch DeKalb straight drive. No, it takes away. That doesn't necessarily take away. That's a great uh, RPO keeper from Bronson Chaffin. You know, cut it up. Didn't have anybody there in front of him. Ran over. Looked to run over a linebacker. Gets a good seven, eight yards. But they're going to also get 15 yards on top of that. And they might even get a total of 30 if they add both of these two because of face mask is 15-yard personal foul, and your uh, unsportsmanlike is also 15 yards. Now, in Tennessee high school football, you get two personal fouls, and you will be disqualified not only from the current game, but a one-game suspension as well. So if you're Coach Steve Trapp, you definitely don't want one of your star players to lose his head, lose his cool, and get disqualified from this contest, which would put him out of the first round next week. That's the last thing you would want if you're DeKalb County. Now they gave them a, I mean, I'm not sure how many yards that is, but that that's certainly a lot. The, uh, the Upperman Bees are now down at around the 32-yard 30, line of DeKalb County. So they're immediately right down in DeKalb's territory because of those penalties. Now yep. Chaffin, he's going to hand off to Rollins, who goes right up the middle, looking to make a cut, falls he backs. He actually backs up. Gets around the 25-yard line. Yeah, Rollins is a little shifty, uh, athletic back. You know, you got a, a big offensive line, so he can run into their back, bounce left, bounce right, depending on where the uh, linebackers go. Has very good patience, has very good vision. Uh, does a good job by you know slowing and letting that hole open up. Gains four, you know, six yards right there. Very positive play if you're upper mid offense. So now, approaching three minutes to go in the third quarter, it is second and four ball on DeKalb's 26-yard line. Upperman moving the football here. Chaffin looking to the right side. Chaffin's going to hand off to Rollins. Rollins makes a cut around the edge and gets taken down close to another first down. We'll see where they mark him. Looks like it's going to be third and very short. Number one versus number one. Jackson Rollins, Upperman, lines for DeKalb County. Went head-to-head. -head. Good tackle. Good offensive hit right there. That, that's Tennessee High School, Upper Cumberland football. And that was after Rollins that got around the edge, and you're right, it was a great tackle. Definitely could have got even more without it. So it's a third and two now. Approaching two minutes to go in the third quarter. Upperman on DeKalb's 24-yard line. Let's see what they do. They got Rollins in the backfield with Chaffin. Get the ball, handoff to Jackson. Rollins, he gets up the middle. Oh, there's a huge lane, and he's taken down. Rollins. Wow, what a massive run from Jackson Rollins. Oh, he did. He got way more than two yards. He got close to the 10-yard line. There is a DeKalb play, or sorry, excuse me, an Upperman player that is shaking up one of the receivers. Can't really quite tell who it is at this moment. And I'll tell you what, that was a tremendous individual play by Will Ferris on the backside as a 
defensive lineman trailed the play. And if it wasn't for him traveling 10 yards across the field to make that play, Jackson Rollins has got six points. Wow, that was great play uh, from Upperman. It's going to be first and 10 on the 14-yard line as their guy fortunately gets right back up. I believe that is. I think that's Elijah Fitz. Yeah, he's a little shaken up, but walking off on his own power. That's very good. That's a very welcome sight to see. Um, you know, yeah, I just think he tripped himself up. So it's going to be a first and 10 on the 14-yard line for the Upperman Bees with two minutes and two seconds to go in this third quarter. Here's a, uh, a score update for us here. We've got a little time. Gordonsville versus Clay County, 21-14 to 14 at Gordonsville. So Wait, that's got 21? Gordonsville, okay. 21, Clay County, 14. Big big game between those. Cumberland County, 10-0 versus Sequoia. Here goes Chaffin rolling out. He's got a couple receivers. Bush comes back, but he's got pressure in his face. He throws it, and it's incomplete. Uh, just Bronson Chaffin and Cam Bush weren't quite on the same page on that play there. Yeah, you've seen that multiple times this game. Chaffin kind of pointing his hand up like go, and uh, Cam Bush kind of either settles or goes. That situation right there, Cam thought he was the underneath or sit down in that zone. Uh, Chaffin also was being uh, being rushed by three defenders on the Cab County's uh, defensive side. And so now it's going to be a second and 10 on the 14-yard line. A minute and 41 seconds remaining in this third quarter. Obviously what play Opperman comes up with this time in the red zone. The crowd is getting into it. The student section is on their feet. Chaffin hands up to Rollins. Nice cut up the middle. He's got lots of green grass. And he is in the end zone. Jackson Rollins does it here. A 14-yard rushing touchdown. And Upperman with the counter punch. Great cut. Um, again, we talked about his vision earlier. He, he's finding his stride after coming off his uh, season-ending injury last year. Great move. Good to see him get in the end zone. Incredible run. They've been mixing him in with Ethan Paul. Uh, and it's created a nice one-two punch. Really a three-man punch with uh, Chaffin. It looks like they're going to go for two, perhaps. Yeah, they're going to go for two on this play. You know, score, you're up 12 here. He's trying to look to make it a true two-possession game. So now Chaffin hands off to Rollins, but there's nothing there. He meets a wall of Tigers, just Rollins gets slammed. So instead, with the touchdown, uh, it'll, it'll only be 19 points for Upperman. And with a minute and 34 seconds remaining in the third quarter, it is DeCab 7 and Upperman 19. Numbers are for game stats and scores, not people. If you'd rather do business with a neighbor who knows you than a big bank from who knows where, but you still want technology, convenience, and know-how at your fingertips, then One Bank of Tennessee is the one bank for you. Their mobile banking lets you transfer funds, pay bills, make deposits, and more right from your device. So you can bank safely at home, in the stands, or wherever life takes you. Download the One Bank TN mobile app in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Upperman about to kick it back to DeKalb County. Now up 19-7 after failing to convert 
on the two-point conversion. Here's you a quick score update for the number two seed for this Region 4 4A. Stone Memorial 14 over Macon County, seven in late in the fourth quarter. Now they kick it away. And off to Lyons. And it's a reverse. Reverse to Malachi Trap. He cuts up field. And he's taken down at the 35-yard line. My nice. goodness, they got to Lyons. A reverse trick play. And they got to Trap to get, get to the 35. I love it from Coach Trap. I mean, that, that's your two best, you know, offensive or athlete, you know, athletes on the field, and both of them touched on the same play on a little reverse on the kickoff, trying to make something happen. Look, they're only 12 points down. You get in the end zone, make it 14, and then all of a sudden that second touchdown, you're ahead in this ball game. Those those extra points could come back to bite Upperman in the end. We'll have to see. But the cab first, they got again the end zone again. For his trap, he's going to hand it off to Malachi Trap. No, they're going to do it. Uh, another fake. They get it to number three, but there's guys all over him, and it's a very minimal gain for Marquez Schalfant. Now that was a double handoff, so the quarterback gives it to uh, Trap to begin with, and he instantly gives it to number three Schalfant right there. Kind of, it's definitely a misdirection play uh, at the line of scrimmage. It, they gain a couple yards but a very good tackle by Branson Turnbow to uh, eliminate the big play. And the referee official timeout. making an official timeout, I believe. Uh, I think there's a shaking-up player, number 52, Aiden Turner for DeKalb County, walking off on his own uh, own power. Uh, That's good to see. Very good. Yeah, that would be um, number 52. That would be uh, Aiden Turner. So the sophomore is able to get off the field. <coughs> And so, now it's going to be a second and eight because uh, because Schalfant wasn't able to find much space off that a double reverse only to gain a couple of yards. DeKalb brings in number 31, Colin Dickens. And, and your, your personnel change right there with one of your offensive linemen coming out. They're trying to substitute and get the right uh, offensive set in. Uh, Coach Trapp having to use his timeout to keep it at second eight versus going for that delay of game, which would have made it a 13 uh, yards to go. And so timeout on the field. It is DeCab 7 and Upperman 19. You've been dreaming of that car for a long time. And you've worked hard to build your credit and save your money. You deserve to get the best deal possible. But where do you go to find it? Zach the Car Guy, of course. He has more banks and better rates. So don't wait any longer. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve. Visit Zach the Car Guy today on Broad Street in Cookville or online at ZachTheCarGuy.com and see why he's the best in the business. Zach the Car Guy now has more banks and better rates because one size doesn't fit all. Cab County comes out of the timeout. Now it's the right personnel. That only gives them two more timeouts for the rest of the game. As they set up for a second and eight with 32 seconds remaining in the third quarter, down 19 to seven. They need a really good drive here to stay in this game. So now they've got two receivers to the near side. The crowd trying to get loud here in Baxter. 
here at Billy C. Rogers Stadium. Malachi Trapp in motion, gets the ball, but there's defenders in the backfield immediately, and he's taken down. Was that Clayton Harris? I believe that was. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, you know, Malachi Trapp trying to make something happen, kind of gave up ground there, trying to go around the defense. <laughs> and Clayton Harris wrapped him up and was not letting go. Huge loss of, loss of yardage on that second down play. Incredible, incredible play for Clayton Harris, and that will actually end the quarter, which will make this a third and very long when we get to starting the fourth. That's the end of the third quarter. It is DeKalb 7 and Upperman 19. When injuries stop the game, skip the ER. Visit Tier 1 Urgent Care. 335 West Spring Street, Cookville. Dr. Derek Worley, fellowship trained, board certified in sports medicine. He and your medical team are ready at the Tier 1 Urgent Care, Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, 8 to noon. Don't let sore shoulders stop your tennis game, knee pain stop your walking routine. Get state-of-the-art care close to home, Tier 1 Orthopedics. Stop the game and make the call. This is the UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Who has time for a turnover when the toilets are overflowing? Call AL Plumbing and get the job done right. The owner shows up at every call. That's commitment to doing the job right. Put the number in your phone 319 6395. The plumber who does it right and knows his stuff. 319 6395. Call for emergencies. Call for modeling and renovations. Call for new construction. The plumber who does it right. AL Plumbing. Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. Upperman trying to come up with a big defensive stop. It's third and 15. The first play of the fourth quarter for DeKalb County's offense. And it's not a good spot. Third and 15. Upperman was able to convert on a third and 16 earlier in the game. Can DeKalb answer? Grizz Trap, he's got pressure right away. He gets out of it. No, he doesn't. Clayton Harris gets him. Clayton Harris, another huge tackle for a loss, a massive sack, and Clayton Harris is changing this game as we speak. Sure is. You know, Bryson Trapp drops back, looks downfield for a long pass play, but you got Jackson Rollins coming off the edge, Clayton Harris up the middle. Trapp was able to step up and elude the pressure initially, but the second go around, I mean, Clayton Harris, 6'4", 230, he was not going to be denied that sack. Clayton Harris looked absolutely fantastic on that play. Now, DeKalb is going to punt this football away. And Upperman almost gets there. Punches away, takes a couple of bounces. Oh, my goodness, Upperman fields it. That could have been dangerous. There is a flag thrown at the end of it on a late hit, however. So despite Carmine Phillips fielding a dangerous punt and not gaining much, they're going to gain a whole lot on this penalty. You know, that was just an unfortunate play from DeKalb County. Low kick. Uh, it kind of took an end-over-end bounce forward. Carmine Phillips tried to go get that first bounce, second-guessed himself, got on the second one, fumbled it a little bit, was able to secure it. And about that time, the defender hit him. He went down pretty quick, but that second defender came rushing in. And bef- before he knew it, he was down. I think he kind of hit him while he was on the ground, maybe towards the neck and head area. 
Got a little bit of a targeting or a late hit. That's 15 more yards in addition to a, a short punt for Upper Moon. And so now it's going to be a first and 10. Ball on the, well, still trying to figure that out. It looks like the ball is going to be into cab territory. It's going to be at around the 47-yard line. So if you're Coach Kane, what you're wanting to do here, run the ball. You're on their side of the field. Be conservative, but be dominant. you got 11 minutes to go in this game. Take about six, seven minutes off this clock. Get in the end zone. That will secure a win for this team. So now Chaffin hands off to his running back, Polk. And Polk fights forward. There is a first down. Polk up the middle. Or sorry, flag a flag. flag. I don't know why I said first down. That is a flag on the play. Good run play up the middle. Uh, one of the offensive linemen for upper men just uh, got a little too handsy on a hold there. That's, uh, again, get Ethan Polk the ball. Keep that clock moving. The clock is your friend uh, right now. If you're upper men, use that. And DeKalb County's defense has been on, you know, that been on the field a lot this second half. And so they should be able to wear them down, you know, more, more physical than the uh, Tigers so far this second half. And so, it's going to be first and 20 from the for, for the 46-yard line. Shift by the defense. Schaffen gets the ball, quarterback keeper, looking to run. No, he bounces it, cuts it back to the near side, looking for some blocking. And he gets taken down by number 14 at around the 45-yard line of DeCab. So, Bronson Schaffen gets about half the yardage back that they needed for a first down. Great athletic play. I mean, Chaffin... The the Cab County defense shifted to the left. Well, as a run play, Chaffin goes to the to the right hand side, brings it all the way back across the field. If it wasn't for number fourteen, Hunter uh, Buchanan for the Cab County, he's probably got twenty yards in a first down. They do kind of gain everything back from that uh, holding penalty, so it's a second, and we'll call it manageable. Second and ten. Ten minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Ball on DeKalb's 46-yard line. Upperman trying to have a drive to put this game away and secure an undefeated season. Chaffin throws it on a little curl route to number 13. Elijah Fitz gets to around the 39-yard line. And that's just as effective as a run play. Gains six yards on the play, third and four, third and five. The biggest thing is they've run four or five plays in two minutes have come off this clock. That's exactly what Upperman needs. And so now, nine and a half minutes remaining in the fourth quarter and continuing to count down because, of course, Fitz was inbounds. And so they're working this clock. It already is a two-score lead. So DeKalb desperately needs to get off the field on this third and third down if they're going to have a chance to come back and win this They've football gotta game. They've got to make something happen here. You're right. Now Bronson Chaffin. Gets the ball, hands it off to his running back, Polk, who goes forwards. They were going for the ball. He hangs on to it. That is a huge hit that Ethan Polk just suffered there. Fortunately for Upperman, he gets up, and it is a first down for the Bees. Definitely upended Polk. You know, very rarely does he get someone that gets lower than he does. Polk runs with that head down, with those shoulder pads down at the, the uh, thigh pads, knee pads. Someone got underneath him there. End over end went Paul, but not uh, before he got that first down. First and 10 ball on the 36-yard line. When in doubt, late in the game, they trust Ethan Polk to get it done. And DeKalb, they went right for the football. Smart play. 
but unfortunately for them, uh, they couldn't force the fumble. So Upperman keeps this drive going. Chaffin hands off to Paul, who goes right up the middle. He's got lots of space, breaks one tackle, gets taken down by number 55. And he's taken down right at around the 24-yard line. It's another first down on a 14-yard carry right up the middle for Paul. Yeah, if you think he got upended, you, know, you know, might give it to somebody else, thinking he might have needed time to uh, gather himself. No, give it right back to him. 25 yards, another first down, more time run off this clock. Upperman doing Upperman things here. So first and 10 on the 24-yard line. Seven minutes and 45 seconds to go in the third quarter. And now DeKalb, if you're a DeKalb fan, you got to be nervous about this. Opperman driving down the field. Chaffin, high snap, hands it off to Polk. He's got lots of space. He bounces off another defender. He's dragging defenders down to the five-yard line. My goodness, Ethan Polk saving his best for last. I mean, that's what he's done all year. Breaks through the initial line of scrimmage, runs through number 12, Bryson Trapp on defense, goes through him, hits number two, Jordan Parker, you know, just shy of the goal line, and another minute comes off the clock, and another first down for Upperman Bees. So first and goal on the six-yard line. And so they're going to try to get it to Ethan Polk, or maybe Chaffin keeps it. They've also got two receivers out to the far side in Phillips and Fitz, or sorry, Bush and Fitz. And so Chaffin has the ball, high snap, hands off to Polk, right up the middle, makes another cut, and it's too easy. Ethan Polk with his second rushing touchdown of the game, and that could seal an undefeated season for the 2023 Upperman Bees as he dances into the end zone. Yeah, let's see if Coach Kane decides to go for two here. You know, it's currently an 18-point game. Do you try to get your kicker with a little more confidence? Uh, you know, looks like you're going to try a, a different kicker at the moment, which is something to kind of figure out for the playoffs. But heck of a run for Ethan Polk. Dom he dominated along with that offensive line. Uh, that series took off five minutes from the clock there. So that's a great job by Upperman offense. It is going to be Carlos Quintero, the junior kicker. Gets the ball. Quintero kicks it right through. Perfect extra point kick. So maybe they found their answer there. And so with six minutes and 39 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter, it is DeKalb, seven, and Upperman, 26. What's in your heart? Providing kids a chance to learn and grow. Helping an Upper Cumberland Fire Department protect your home. Keeping our history alive. Just a few cents every month from your heart to the heart of our community. UCEMC Cares. From Upper Cumberland Electric Membership. Sign up to be a UCEMC Cares partner. And every month, your electric bill gets rounded up to the nearest dollar. And those extra few cents help fund local programs of the heart across the Upper Cumberland. What's in your heart? The crowd here at Billy C. Rogers Stadium could not be happier as their team is up 26-7 in this fourth quarter. Six minutes, 39 seconds remaining against a region rival that's traditionally played them very close. Yeah, last year's game came down to a two-point conversion over there in that same end zone they just scored in. You know, Upper was successful. This year, a little bit different story. 
And now Upperman kicks it away and is fielded by Lyons. Lyons makes one cut, and he's taken down at around the 25-yard line. Ryan, Ryan Lyons was looking for some space, went backwards, and then was tackled at the 25, 26-yard line. Or excuse me, yes, the 25-yard line. Six minutes, 32 seconds left. Great pursuit right there by Walt Kane. You know, again, one of your uh, leading tackles. Here's some quick score updates. You know, Cookville seals the deal, 34-8 to eight over Winston Central. They are playoff now for the first time in a while. Uh, White County, 14 over L.A. We'll get to us a few more after this play. And now Briz Trap gets the ball. Hands off to Malachi Trap. Nice run. Oh, he breaks a couple tackles and gets down to around the 35-yard line. Great running from Malachi Trap to easily move the chains. I'm telling you, that, that's going to be a difficult challenge for Red Bank uh, in that first-round matchup is Malachi Trapp. Coach, Coach Steve Trapp has to be very pleased for the last two weeks with his offense. They are starting to come together, not quite enough to fully break through this B's defense, but might be good enough in the playoffs to potentially pull off something there. The handoff to Malachi Trapp here, and he just gets back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe a, actually no, a one-yard gain for Malachi Trapp. Swallowed up right away with just under six minutes to go in this ball game. Yeah, Evan Briggs right there, good good front line tackle. Uh, let's go uh, fourth quarter, York 33, Polk County 14. I tell you, York is looking to compete for a state title in 2A this year. One of the best teams in the state, any classification. And now they got three receivers to the near side. Briz Trapp gets the ball, hands off to Malachi Trapp. Good blocking. He gets a, he gets upfield, breaks a couple of tackles, fighting forward, getting close to midfield. He loses the football, but it goes out of bounds. And so it looks like it's going to be DeCab's ball. And now there's a flag on top of it, some extracurriculars. There's also an Upperman player down on the field. Flag on the play. So a lot of things for the referees to sort out here after that play. All sorts of things happening right there. I mean, first thing is get the ball to Malachi's trap. Great individual play. Gosh, the guy does not go down easily. It takes two, three guys, you know, but Upperman does a great job bringing those two, three guys immediately. And then you know how you see it in college football where they're all trying to punch at it or rip at it as he's getting those extra yards, yards, yak, yards after contact. An Upperman defender pulls it out. Ball, unfortunately for Upperman, bounces towards the sideline and, you know, goes out of bounds right there in front of Coach Kane. Don't know what happened after the fact. Somebody was a little upset, you know, said a few things. We saw a yellow flag come out of the official's pocket, and we're about to find out what it was. Yeah, I'm not quite sure what it was. It was after the play, however, and is a offsetting personal fouls on both teams, it appears. Still going to be a first down for DeKalb County. 23. I believe. Thirteen. No, excuse me. Wait, I believe I'm mistaken here. It looks like this penalty actually puts DeKalb way back on the 39-yard line. Let's look forward just a little bit. Got us a score update. There's a couple teams on this side of the bracket that might compete with Upperman uh, for the playoffs. Elizabethan and Greenville. Greenville is up 23 over Elizabethan, 13. 
Those are two of the top six teams in the state, Upperman being number two. Pearl Cone will go to West Tennessee. So one of those three teams uh, has got a very good chance to see a Pearl Cone, who's number one in the state, in uh, Chattanooga. And now they hand off to Malachi Trapp. He's got a lot of space again, galloping down the sideline, gets down around the 50-yard line. Malachi Trapp gallops like a gazelle. He moves so fast, and he's big and strong. He's just tough to deal with. Great athlete. That's what it is. He is a great athlete, awesome football player. Uh, Coach Trapp's excited to have him healthy. You know, early the first two, three games of the year, he was uh, banged up. Definitely makes his team better by being available. The senior is six foot two, 180 pounds, but it's just got to be just lean muscle because he is hard to bring down and he's fast. And now a first and ten, ball on the 49-yard line. Bruce Trap looking downfield, trying to dance out of trouble. There is a flag on the play. Rolls out to the near side. He throws this ball away. So Clayton Harris all over him again, forcing an incompletion. Looks like typically going to be a hold. Uh, while we got a moment, let's look at some other scores in our final. Smith County 31 at Monterey 7. Smith County again, one of the top three teams in 3A this year. That's not a shocking result. Stone Memorial 14 over Macon 7 in the fourth quarter. Playoff implications. Green Hill up on Mount Juliet, 35 to three. Looks like Mount Juliet's going to have their first region loss. East Robertson blows out Jackson County, 62 to 14. So they're going to be right there behind Smith County, Clay County, 20, Goresville, 28. And uh, here's uh, if anyone's interested, Green Hill in Gallatin, 16, 11, and nine. Everything holds true. Cookville will host a playoff game next week. That's great for Cookville. Finally get back into the big time. Short pass out to number one for Ryan Lyons. Cuts back towards the middle. Looking to make something happen, and he won't. Number 23 falls him up for a huge loss. DeKalb County just continuing to go backwards. Theo Brown makes a good tackle there. But what made that play for Upperman is everybody not giving up on that play. Yes, he kept retreating, getting away from three or four defenders. But they stayed their lanes. They, they did their duties, did their job, and collectively had a loss there of about 10 yards. Now it's going to be third and very, very long. We, actually, no, sorry. This is still second down. This is the penalty. Second and 27 on their own 39-yard line. They're just going to hand it off to number nine. He'll get close to the 40. <coughs> to set up a third and slightly more reasonable. I don't even want to say third and manageable. It's kind of just more third and reasonably long. Third and 22. No, and at this point in the game, three and a half to go in the fourth quarter, you're probably, you know, Theo, you're probably not going to see anything out of the norm. Run play, a little quick pass play. Uh, Coach Trapp probably aware that, hey, we're not going to be successful in this game. So let's not do anything that uh, will get one of our better players hurt. So, third and 22 to go, three minutes remaining to Cab County in their own territory. Riz Trapp drops back to pass, looking downfield. Got Harris on him again, throws it out short to Malachi Trapp, pass and it's incomplete. No, so it's a fourth and 22, and Malachi Trapp. 
He does get up, but it does appear. Oh, that's not good. He does no. appear that he stepped weird on his ankle. And I highly doubt we see him the rest of this game. I, like, I don't think he's hurt badly at all by any means. But, uh, like, he gets right back up. But yeah, don't Br- want to risk anything with such a star player like that. No, and that was a smart bait by Briz. Briz Trapp, the quarterback, rolls out to his left, keeps the play going, looking downfield, nothing available. So he was just dumping it down to uh, Marquez Trap right there. And it was – or Malachi Trap, excuse me. He, ball was elevated above his helmet. He kind of went up, and as he came down, I felt like he just twisted his ankle a little bit. Luckily, hops off, uh, walks off the field. So, fourth and 22 for a punt here. So, they're going to punt this football away. A good punt. It's going to go bouncing around the 25, takes another bounce at the 20, rolls past the 15, and gets close to the 10. Yard, or, excuse me, gets close to the um, – yeah, close to the 10-yard yeah, ten line. That's probably one of the best punts for DeKalb County this season. Of course, Carmine Phillips, after his last little uh, fumble with the uh, return, stayed away from it, which also allows some more clock to run. Upperman in no rush, reason, hurry for anything here. You've got two minutes, 40 seconds to uh, run about six plays, and uh, you're going to come out of this with a – 10 and 0 uh, region or 10 and 0 regular season record, undefeated at home away, going into the playoffs with a lot of momentum. With the defense that's just been playing lights out. I mean, so so good. Every every time I've seen Upperman this season, it's just been so impressive. And, and last week, again, as you said, they only allowed six points to a top tier team last week. This is a really good football team in Upperman. And now they're fighting forward. They get it to number 11. That was Jaleric Cullum. We didn't really call his name much this week, but it's good to see him get some playing time at the end of this one. Four-yard gain gain for Cullum. The clock is rolling second and six on their own 15-yard line as we approach two minutes remaining by the time they snap his football again. You know, Coach Kane's got to be tickled. Uh, undefeated. Their they're, clock's running with two minutes to go. Getting a few guys some playing time here on senior night here in Baxter. You know, this community puts on a great show, puts on a great host. And luckily for them, they've been good enough this season. They've been talented enough that they're going to host first round of the playoffs. As they hand it off again, there goes the running back. Looks like that might have been Rollins. Gets passed around the 25. That's going to be an upperman first down. No, sorry, excuse me. It's third and short. Didn't get quite as far as I thought he did from this angle. No, you're right. They're going to give it to him. Oh, yes, they got it to the 21-yard line. Okay, I was I was right on my initial read. Sorry. Just got off my gut there. 21-yard, or ball on the 21-yard line, excuse me. A minute and 10 seconds remaining in this game on this first and 10. They're likely just going to run this ball and run out the clock. And Chaffin has the ball. He's going to keep it himself. And no, he's taking it. Sorry, that's not Chaffin. That is another player. That is Cullum in the backfield. He gets taken down in the backfield by a lot of DeKalb Tigers. Clock now down to 40 seconds remaining in the game. Second and 12. 
you know, I'm trying to gauge, you know, with the conversation I had with Coach Steve Trapp earlier, like, how is your team going to respond to this? This is not a tremendous defeat. You were probably expected to lose, you know, as you talked with the gamblers, do you cover the spread, you know, that – you're losing by 19 to the two-team in the state. You're moving on to the playoffs. There's a lot for DeKalb County to build on this. There's a lot to be proud of. I mean, last season they made it to the playoffs, lost in the first round. This season they're making it to the playoffs. They're trying to build up that. And here goes the Tigers all over this play in the backfield. This is a disastrous play for Upperman. Not that it really matters because it's the last play of the season, and Upperman ends up victorious. But DeKalb with one last great defensive play. But Upperman on senior night comes away with a win over their over a big time rival. The fireworks are going off. Your baseball team was honored at halftime, coach. Just a great night here in Baxter, Tennessee. This community, this community loves its sports and it, they love their teams. And it's evident. Just look at the crowd here tonight. Great turnout. A great performance by Coach Adam Kane and his team. It's a packed house here for senior night. And they solidified the 10-0 undefeated season. Remember, and so the cab falls to 5-5, five and five, but still make going the to the playoffs. And they still look like a tough team to handle uh, wherever they go on the road and play. That'll do us for us here at Billy C. Rogers Stadium. It is the final score to cab 7 and the Upperman Bees 26. The UC Sports Nation Game of the Week. Powered by Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. Tonight's action, sponsored by Twin Lakes. Broadband, TV, phone, security. The Upper Cumberland's Twin Lakes. Gentry's Power Equipment. Your hometown Mark dealer. Sales, service. The mower to get the work done. And by Zach the Car Guy. Broad Street, Cookville. Get the car you want at the rate you deserve from Zach the Car Guy. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The Property Company, proud supporters of our local athletes. Making improvements for your home team? Don't force a delay in gameplay. Call before you dig. Know what's below. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas urges you to call 811 at least three business days before your home project to have your gas lines marked. Even landscaping or fencing can cause damage. Remember, no one wants a penalty. Call 811 before you dig to avoid damage or injury to you or someone else. Fueling your dreams. Fueling your life. Fueling the Upper Cumberland. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas. In every game, every quarter, every play, teamwork makes the dream work. Team up with the property company and watch your family's dreams come true. The home you've always wanted, the backyard for practice and fun. The property company works one-on-one with you to achieve your goals. It only takes one meeting to see why. The property company is different. Teamwork to make your dream work. See the difference. The property company, proud supporters of our local athletes. 
Practice here, game day there. You never have any time, so stop at the place that's always on time. On the way, a crispy, salty snack, ice-cold drinks to cool off after practice. Get your team and your ride fueled at On the Way, 859 West Jackson Street. When life empties your tank, fill up at On the Way. Get snacks, fill up the mom taxi at On the Way, 859 West Jackson across from the funeral home. Easy in and out. Before you hit the road or after that next practice, hit On the Way. Always on time for your team. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7 sees the Upperman Bees come away with a victory to have an undefeated season, 10-0, and and the DeKalb County Tigers finish the regular season 5-5, and will also be heading to the playoffs. All right, let's just get right into this second half. The first half, of course, was a 7 to nothing Upperman lead at the end of the first half. The only score was an Ethan Polk one-yard rushing touchdown later in the second quarter. Both defenses played extremely well. Then in this, in this second half, there ended up being a big-time passing play between Bronson Chaffin and Branson Turnbow, a 52-yard touchdown passing play between the two with seven minutes and 30 seconds remaining in the third quarter. But DeKalb County would answer with a drive of their own. Uh, Upperman uh, missed the extra point, and so it ended up being just a 13 to nothing lead. DeKalb gets the ball. It's a third and one. Then they get it to Marquez Chalfant on a, on a running play off the jet sweep. He picks up a big first down, and then later... They hand it off to Marquez Chalfant again for a 10-yard rushing touchdown, four minutes and 43 seconds remaining in the third quarter uh, to put DeCab closer into this one. Made it 13-7, to and I'm thinking we've got ourselves quite the ball game, but that's when the Upperman Bees really turned it on after that. Uh, they ended up having a great drive. They got the ball to Jackson Rollins, who had a 14-yard rushing touchdown to make this a 19-7 game because they went for a two-point conversion, got it to Rollins. He got stopped by the Tigers in the backfield. But then later on in the fourth quarter, they would end up getting the ball to Ethan Polk, and he was just so difficult to stop in the fourth quarter. That's really where he makes his bread and butter Goes down the field and gets a six-yard rushing touchdown. Pretty much untouched as he went into the end zone, just like he was on his first rushing touchdown. That officially put this game out of reach and what led Upperman to winning this game 26-7. to And now we're going to get into some uh, final stats here presented by One Bank. Uh, a final look at the stats from One Bank. Uh, Coach, is there any is there any interesting statistics here in this matchup that really stood out to you? Well, you got you know Bush, you know coming into the game was the lead uh, reception receiver and came away with seven to eight receptions himself. 
Branson Turnbow was second in the uh, stats as far as reception this season and breaks that big 53, 52-yard uh, touchdown reception. So those two things stood out to us. Uh, <clears throat> and then right there, number nine, uh, Clayton Harris, I believe, had ten sacks as he came – nine to ten sacks as he came into this game, collected two more with also four total sacks for loss. Just a dominant performance in the last several weeks by Clayton Harris. Uh, felt like uh, on the other side of the ball for DeKalb County, uh, Trap, uh, Marquez Trap, you know, coming off a huge game, four touchdowns, 200-plus yards, probably had around 70 to 80 yards rushing that came late in this game. And so uh, good momentum for them as far as, you know, Bridge Trap, again, game manager, didn't have too – there was no interception. Uh, there was great physical play, but there is the one turnover – uh, that was very beneficial to Upperman. Other than that, both these teams came away with a clean ball game. It was just obvious that Upperman was the better team at the end of the game. Yeah, and, and definitely, uh, you know, they, they really put together a, a complete performance there in this second half especially, and this Upperman defense has been really impressive to watch throughout the season. Well, that is a look at some of the key numbers in this one. And those are presented, again, by One Bank. Hi, this is David Price, your Twin Lakes Business Solutions Consultant. The speed of business is moving faster than ever, and for your business to thrive, you need Internet that can keep up. At Twin Lakes, we deliver tailored business solutions like cutting-edge phone systems, enhanced voicemail, top-notch conferencing services. With these speeds, you can power through tasks and connect as many devices as your business requires, all without missing a beat. Ready to bring your business up to speed? Contact us today at 476-2151 or visit us online at TwinLakes.net. When you're looking for help getting after your goals, it's good to have someone to block and tackle for you. Folks around here have counted on One Bank of Tennessee for over 120 years. Being a One Bank of Tennessee customer feels like having your own on-call financial guide, because you do. One who believes banking should be easy to understand and easy to do, in person or online. Find them at OneBankTN.com or meet them neighbor to neighbor at a branch near you. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Every team loves to win, and the new management team at Frontier Chevrolet is ready to help your home team score. Whether you're ready to trade or you've been working on your credit score to purchase, find the best deal on your next vehicle and on-the-spot financing with the Frontier Chevrolet team. From financing to putting you behind the wheel of your new or pre-owned vehicle, all the bases are covered with Frontier, Tahoe, Silverado, or Equinox. The fleet is waiting at Frontier Chevrolet. Just off Highway 111 near Livingston, Frontier Chevrolet, your hometown team. Late night practices, burning the midnight oil to be the best. Quick weeknight dinners after practice, memorizing all those index cards and drills, then doing it all again the next day. No one ever said being a champion's easy, but that win makes it worth it. Fueling your dreams, fueling your life. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, the most affordable option to heat your home or business. Safer for the environment than any other fossil fuel or electricity. Call 833-GET-MTNG. 833-GET-MTNG. Middle Tennessee Natural Gas, fueling the Upper Cumberland.
The Upperman Bees just capped off their undefeated season as they stand with a record of 10-0 and after defeating uh, region rival DeKalb County, a 26-7. DeKalb finishes the year 5-5. Five and five. And now we're going to look elsewhere around the Upper Cumberland Sports Nation on the Frontier Chevrolet UC Sports Nation scoreboard. All right, Coach, what are some of these other big-time games going on around the Upper Cumberland? One of the biggest ones of the uh, the Upper Cumberland here, Cookville 34, Wilson Central 8. With that Cookville win in the Green Hill 35 over Mount Juliet 3, and currently how, how it stands, that's got Gallatin leading Lebanon 23-9. If Gallatin comes away with that win, that will secure Cookville's First host in many years here in the, for a playoff bound. They'll be the number two seed in that 6A Region 4. So that'd be great for Coach Hennigan and his uh, staff in his second year. You've also, we're still waiting on score with Stone Memorial 14, Megan County 7 late in the fourth. That will determine who hosts the number two or who will be the two seed and will host in Region 4, 4A. We've already found out that Upperman will face East Ridge uh, Friday night at Baxter, Tennessee, 7 o'clock as you know, East Ridge gets defeated by Loudon. Hickson will be the number two seed, so that will be either a Macon County or a Stone Memorial game. And DeKalb County will face a Red Bank team towards Chattanooga. A few more scores around. York, just similar as Upperman is 10-0 and in their regular season, one of the top teams in AA, and so they will host throughout the playoffs. Clay County has tied the game up at Gordonsville, 28-28. to hmm. Mammoth game going wow. on there, rivalry game. It's Pickett County, 16, Grundy, 66. Sequoia, 0, Cumberland County ends their season, 17 with a, uh, their third win of the season. Coach Rapaski's doing a great job. Smith County comes away with a win at home, 31-7 to over Monterey. Monterey still going to advance to the playoffs in that Trousdale-Westmoreland uh, region. Uh, also, uh, East Robertson's going to be the two seed, where Smith County is going to be the one seed. So both those two teams will travel to either East Robertson and Smith County. And Riverdale upsets Oakland 25-24. Wow. So Riverdale takes the number one seed over that 6A region region three matchup, which is kind of big for uh, Cookville as they will stay away from both Riverdale and Oakland. And that's what we've got around the Upper Cumberland. Wow, that uh, that Oakland game particularly shocking to me. I know that they – out in Memphis there, they, they are one of the best teams in the state almost every single year. Battle of the bor- Borough, as they call it. <laughs> exactly. So that's a big-time uh, matchup there. Great job from Cookville. Good to see them kind of back in, up back, or, back towards the top again. And Smith County, they're a super impressive team from around the Upper Cumberland as well. They've, they've had just such a tremendous season. Uh, and Clay County-Gordonsville, that's – Looking like the game of the week here in high school football. Uh, definitely going to be interested to see how that one turns out. And 
You know, so I just wanted to also say stop by Frontier Chevy Highway 111 between Cookville and Livingston when your team is ready for a new or pre-owned vehicle. And also a full recap of all the action and interviews will be with coaches tomorrow morning at 9, which is the high school playbook on The Rock 93.7. All right, just uh, some last-minute last analysis here from this game that we just saw here, Coach. Uh, you know, uh, what What are you expecting? We now know Upperman's opponent. Uh, kind of what are you expecting the game plan to be from the Bees based on what you saw in, in this final game? Well, if you want to recap this one game and recap this season, they're 10-0. They've done a great job. There were some close games. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing We've when, been to a couple of those close absolutely. games. White County, Macon County. Absolutely. Those games were, and you know, that Macon County games looks bigger. Now, Smith County was a 14-7 ball game. So, Upperman's been tested against some very quality opponents. Uh, even a Lebanon team that's, you know, facing uh, elimination there in uh, 6A with Cookville's region. So, if you kind of one game review versus the season review, uh, Bronson Chaffin, the quarterback, sophomore, is is turning out He's growing before everyone's eyes. He is becoming a dynamic quarterback. He's got an arm strength that's allowed him to be a little more uh, offensively aggressive through the air, but also still have that uh, that run play that can uh, run over people. The biggest standout is Ethan Polk, who has just uh, over a thousand yards this season. Gives them the run first offensive strategy, and then the defense, like we said, Cam Bush, Bronson Turnbo, Walter Kane. Uh, Jaleric Cullum, uh, Harris, those are standout players, and there's several of them. And so Upperman's defense is better, is is one of the top in the state, and that's why they're undefeated. You know, you can always lose a couple games with uh, some uh, a bad defense but good offensive play, but they're going to get uh, tested in the first couple rounds of the playoff. Hopefully they'll be moving on. Uh, but a DeKalb County team, you've got a Macon, and you've got Stone Memorial. That's a very strong region versus Region 3 with Red Bank, Hickson, Loudoun, uh, and East Ridge. I'm, I'm kind of expecting to have three of the Region 4 uh, teams to come away with wins there. More dominant region with having those four teams that have made it to the playoff. All but DeKalb County have been consistently in the top ten this season. So as far as that goes, your, over, your year-long review, Coach Kane has been able to be more dynamic and the team is growing with that, which makes them an even more dangerous team. Uh, you know, last year, this is the revenge tour, as they call it, uh, got upset in the second round of the playoffs, the final four the previous year. So the Upperman with some unfinished business. Let's see if that motivation, along with some uh, some hard work and a season of success, continues for Adam Kane and these Bs. I know what they say, Coach. Defense wins championships, even in today's age of football. That still holds very true. And I, I just want to say about Bronson Chaffin. Now, I really don't think this is a reach to say this. Uh, I think he could be an SEC quarterback. He's got the size. Uh, you know, obviously he's only a sophomore now, so there's still – the fact that he I, he's played this well as a sophomore, he's still got two more years to build upon that. I think scouts really should be coming out here looking his way uh, in the future. But – you know, that's that's just more of my opinion, Tennessee Vols fan myself. So I would say I always would love more guys like that as well in their system. But I, I really think he could play at a big time 
at some some kind of big time level. Big frame, big body, similar to the uh, Vols Melton, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, it, he's still growing. Big big guy, tremendous athlete. You know, this is four A out of six classifications. So there's some big athletes. Uh, Harris is one of your best on the mm-hmm. field, and we'll get some looks uh, from OVC, maybe even higher level talent. And so that again, all that depth, all that talent is what makes this one of the most talented teams I've ever seen in Upperman football history. Yeah, Clayton Harris, and he made a lot of plays in today's game as well. And before we finish out here uh, on our Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week here on Sports Radio 104.7, I want to give a special shout-out uh, to uh, Haley, who's uh, our uh, production. Haley Carr. Haley Carr. She's a B. Back there. And, and Jake Jake Wallman as well, who up to our introductions here, as well as Colin Castleberry uh, and and Marsha Lee. Also wanted to give a shout-out to her as well. All these great people back at Stonecom Broadcasting. And thank you so much for giving me this opportunity also to do play-by-play for this season. And I can't wait for a couple of these playoff games we got coming up next. Uh, we don't quite know which game we're going to be doing next week. But the countdown to kickoff will be a Middle Tennessee of Middle Tennessee Natural Gas Game of the Week on Sports Radio 104.7. We'll begin at 640. Uh, for uh, from myself, Devin Hoke, here with Coach Wes Shanks, and from our wonderful team back at Stonecom Broadcasting, UC Sports Nation. We are we are done here, and again tonight's final score for the last time. It is. DeKalb County, 7, and Upperman, 26.